Welcome to episode 170 of the Collector's Quest podcast. In this episode, we're just talking about recent game announcements, uh, mostly from E3, but there are a bunch of other of these small companies that didn't really have an E3 presence, but have announced games this summer that collectors might be interested in. So we're talking limited run game stuff, super rare games, Nintendo. I don't know if there was anything from Sony or Microsoft we were interested in, but uh, things from those companies that game collectors like us might be interested in. So tell your mom about the show, give us five stars on iTunes, and let's go. back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny and Stefan. What's going on, Stefan? Screw you, Johnny. Stefan, you're back. Tell us I'm uh, back. where you've been for the Hi. past three months. Oh, a lot of crazy shit happened. Uh, had a had a cancer scare with Piper. Uh, all good, but that was really f***ing scary for a while. I almost died due to a bleeding ulcer uh, and consequently left my job because I... I, I discovered a correlation between those two things. And uh, and now I am uh, much better. I just started my new job. I'm a senior producer at 2K Games and uh, loving every moment of it and super challenging and new and awesome and great. Uh, and uh, yeah, my life is going very, very well now. Thank you. And so I am back uh, after three months of questionable times there. I mean, you were so. also on vacation. Yes, I was also on vacation. You could, I mean, you could say the nice part. Yeah, I also went to Hawaii. It doesn't all need to be tragedy. I, I did spend, I did spend two weeks in Kauai with uh, my girlfriend Kate, and that was awesome and magical. And I went to the Jurassic Park waterfall, which was by far the best part. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm happy, happy to be back. We all missed right. you, Stefan. We were, we're yeah. really excited to catch up on all the games you purchased while you've been off the show. No games, but I do. I mean, you know, uh, I'm, the, I'm the sure there are deals you've been is... working out with. Like, there's this guy in Kazakhstan, and he just has the thing and the customs of it. It's just the logistics. Working on it for a year and a half. I, I do have some things to say when we get to buying and selling. Okay, uh, Johnny, you got anything uh, to bring up here in this this little before the time? No, segment? no. You said you didn't want to talk to me. E3 happened. Were you, uh, were you following E3 thing. pretty closely? Well. No, how could, how did anyone follow E3 closely? I had no idea what the hell was going on. I'm like, oh, I guess it's E3. Here's a Nintendo Direct, and I guess PlayStation didn't do anything, and I guess Xbox did. What like what the hell was this? I relied this entirely on Twitter. Yeah, I relied entirely on Twitter to tell me what happened at E3. I I mean, I just know I'm not interested in stuff coming out, and if something is so interesting that. I would be interested in it. I'll hear it on like Instagram or just from my friends. Like I just rely on word of mouth at this point. Like yep. companies are hopeless marketing to me. You have to make a game so good that I hear about it when I'm actively trying to ignore what's going on. I did. I skimmed through the Nintendo direct though. Cause Nintendo's still a cool company. I'm just not like looking for news about games. I'm going to play in three years. Yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> Cause except for like Nintendo, if they, if they're making, you know, breath of the wild two or new Metroid game, which might've been announced. Like I'm, I'm just gonna wait for it to be cheap, because one hundred percent. Because you know we need that money to buy uh, dozens of other games, right, Johnny? Yeah, I, I can't be spending seventy five dollars on new games. 
Are you kidding? <laughs> I need to buy. There's at least 20 sports titles I need to yeah. buy for some. That's, that's 75 set. Wii games. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, a weird thing I've heard is that, and it makes sense, like, if games are going to $70, like, uh, we've got another 10% inflation bump in games, and I don't I don't really know how many games are $70 in next gen, it's just, it's going to make all of the expensive uh, vintage games just seem that much more reasonable. Like, if there's Halo Infinite is a $70 game versus some $85 Nintendo game, an NES game, it's going to seem more reasonable. It's like, oh, it's, no, it's only a that, little bit more I, than a new game. I guess I could stretch and get that RPG I've wanted. That argument doesn't really hold water for me on the new games, like the $70 ones, whatever. What We've had it pretty good. Games have not risen in price that dramatically, especially when you consider inflation. In a real Nintendo games, time. yeah. Nintendo games were $50 to $70 in 1986, so they're, you know, $60 now, eh, like, that's just a shoulder shrug to me. They go up to 70 meh. You know what really uh, speaks to the point you were trying to get to, Tyler, was, and we'll get to them, but things like limited run games and all the special editions that every company makes, where a game now you're just going to spend 150 to $300 on a game because they've got some special edition of it out, then you're like, oh, I guess this game that is $600 on Nintendo that is super rare and old, that doesn't seem expensive at all. Like, That's where it gets closer for me. They did. Uh, they got me with Wild- Wily Wars, guys. I'm not going to lie. They got me with Wily Ooh, Wars. They didn't get me with that. They didn't get me with that either. Is that still up for sale? Should they get me with that? I don't even know if they'll get me with that. Well, I, they don't need to get you with it because you can buy it at like four different places, right? Yeah, uh, yeah it's one it's of those. A, it's a, well, like, it's like the Metal Storm thing, right? The Castlevania releases. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, uh, do you have any idea how much an actual Wily Wars costs? Is it like two or three hundred dollars? It depends which one you want. If you want the PAL one, it's way more expensive. If you want the Japanese one, oh, yeah, I don't want the, the I think. PAL one. I'd want the Japanese one. I think I think it's in the two three hundred dollar range, like. And I realize this is like what sixty or seventy dollars. It's not that bad, but everything no. is a trade off these days. Just because I feel like you know I don't want prices to increase somewhere that I'm not currently buying stuff right now. So uh, I would rather put that money towards you know the vintage copy of the game. But honestly, I'm not a Mega Man like crazy person. I I still I don't have a Mega Man five. I don't think so. I would just I would put the money towards a Mega Man five on NES. And just so everyone knows, you can buy this on Castlemania. You don't need to go through limited run. I don't know if they did like variants. Remember the other one? They did like different variants wherever you bought it. Yeah. But you can pick it up for $70. Like, I may pick it up. I don't know. It's a thing that when it's a little closer to release, maybe maybe I'll like fold and grab it. But I was- I'm not that interested. I, you know, it honestly, until it's down to like the last 12 hours, I don't know what I'm going to do, Johnny, because there was a, a homebrew on Kickstarter. I don't even remember what it was called. It's called something in the 40 somethings. And I'm like, eh, it looks OK. And then I got the notification like there's 16 hours left in this Kickstarter for this Nintendo game that's never going to have a release anywhere else again. And I'm like, oh, damn, I'll just buy it. I'll buy it. Sixty five dollars. I'll never see again for this game. I'm not that interested in. I get caught up in the FOMO, Johnny. 
So you're going to have to tell us what you do because pre-orders close on this on 621. Oh man. That, that's, that's two, two days, days from the recording from date. Yeah. All right. So by the time you guys are listening, we will know what Tyler did. <laughs> uh, so all right. just keep that in your brains. Well, guys, uh, speaking of uh, just, okay. Meg- they're selling Mega Man Wily Wars. Is it a Castle Mania release? I don't know who the actual people are releasing this. I just got to say, like we always say, Limited Run has it figured out. Not only do they sell their own games, they're like, oh yeah, all like this other partner stuff we got, like the interesting limited stuff that you'd actually want, like we're just going to sell it on our website. We're going to go ahead and take a cut on that just so you could buy it on our website instead of who's actually producing it. They've got it the best part out. about that is they put a little note in the description that says, oh guys, and remember... You don't need to buy this. It won't be numbered. So it won't disrupt your set if you are trying to complete it. Like they, they totally minimize the releasing. You don't really need this. It's not part of the limited run set. I mean, it, I mean, it's it a makes nonsense sense thing. Because it's not one of their branded games. I understand that. But eat like a bunch of the ones they sell and they push. Just just to minimize it like that is... I need. I know they need to be up front. But you know, it's like, Ouch. Tyler, it says it says last chance right it on is, the Mega Man. It is Man my last chance. Maybe I'll figure it out uh, after the show. The final I'm actually going to buy it. Last chance. I have uh, I, I have FOMO'd, can... I think, three NES homebrews in the last week, which one of them I actually wanted, and two of them were just like, oh, am I going to see it again? I'll just get it now. Whatever. So um, you, you know you have the song for the show now. Just play Final Countdown. Perfect. Thank you. Actually, we uh, we do have uh, a work in progress new theme that I haven't sent to you yet, Johnny. Oh, Ooh. okay. So I'll send you that soon. Sounds good. I, I did just notice that they also have the Zombies Ain't My Neighbors up for Super Nintendo. Just Johnny, a reproduction card. Spoilers. Whoa, oh, okay. whoa. Follow the episode, Doc. Fine, fine. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to bring up one more thing. Um, I saw Limited Run Games say on one of their older releases, the older releases, the uh, Monkey Ball, not Monkey Ball, Monkey Island Anthology. Is that for PC or is that for consoles as well? Uh, we don't know. Don't know. It was, it was over $100, I think, and it had uh, all the Monkey Island games, and all of them were going to be signed by Ron Gilbert. And they made a comment like, Ron Gilbert's just going to have to sign close to 10,000 autographs now. So they sold 10,000 of like this pretty expensive release of theirs, which I found interesting because this whole company, like the whole idea, the thing that put them on the map was basically selling games that sold out in five minutes. And they haven't done that for like, what, two years now? Like they've completely changed their business model, but they already cemented themselves as being like, we're the company that makes stuff that you can't get. It's just... God, I love them so much just for their business sense, Johnny. They're so good. Mm. I know you hate it. You never agree with you about Um, Lumen. Yeah. This might be an episode (laughs) where I am uh, very pro capitalism and uh, I'm going to applaud all these companies for taking advantage of us poor collectors. Yeah, this is going to get weird. (laughs) So, Stefan, did you you see uh, what else is on the website? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I saw a couple things. That I think are interesting. Too. Some of the some of the thirty-ish games they might have announced at E3 this year. All right, so on to actual E3. Uh, we're just going to go through each of the companies that actually put out something that we can buy and put on our shelf. And as people who collect old video games, 
uh, we might actually be interested in for some reason. Okay, so before we do that, do you want to tell us what we're... Is this the thrust of the whole episode? Or is this the episode you want to tell the people? Tell us about your thrusting. That's, that's the episode. We're going to talk about E3. There, It happened. Things were announced. And we might want to buy some of the things that were announced, not play them, and put them on our shelf. There, there was a lot of retro heat uh, and classic titles announced that uh, would apply to people who listen to this show yeah and it's funny i saw a lot of people that said they were disappointed in uh e3 in general or even just like nintendo or limited run games and i'm not saying like it like blew my balls off but uh i thought there was some some pretty interesting stuff uh announced i don't know if i'm gonna buy it but it didn't seem like the worst to be fair, I have attended like the last 18 E3s and everyone always like there's always people who say that it was a bad E3. I guess. Yeah, I mean, what do we do? Like even on this podcast, what am I going to do? I'm going to I'm here to complain about video games, Stefan. Um, and when I go on video game stage, I'm there to complain about something, complain about the market, complain about what I don't have. Nintendo made a 2.5D Metroid instead of a real 2D Metroid, Stefan. This is bullshit. How could they? Yeah. How could they How ruin they? our childhood that way? Johnny, do we have some structure now? Do you want to talk about limited run games at E3? Well, I was hoping we could talk about the worst E3s, actually. Okay. We're, go- we're remember going that in. One, remember that one where they did them in, like, after they canceled it, and then they brought it back, and they were in, like, different hotel suites in Los Angeles, Stefan? Were yeah, you when, there they for th- those? When, they, when they said it was just going to be press only? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was terrible. And yeah, then, and like the entire co- industry revolted, and then they like swung wildly for the fences in the other direction and made it a f-ing comic con. Yep. And then uh, remember that in that it, one weird in between year, though, they had E for All, which the press put on. Yeah. And brought game companies to. Yeah. Oh, that was good times. I went to all of those. Yeah. Uh, a couple I was working in the industry at the time. And then uh, for the E for All, I was, my friend's band was. Uh, they're a chiptune band, so they were playing. So they brought me along oh, as funny. part of crew. Uh, and we were in the MTV booth, which was weird. That is weird. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah those bad. E3 sucked. Those were really bad, actually. And I think this one might be worse than those in terms of like just how it was done. I, and I know the pandemic and everything. But also, yeah, just boo. Yeah, Stand, it, it, just don't do it. Like it, like don't call it e, don't call it e three. This wasn't an e three. Like this, it, this it was kind of lame. I mean, Nintendo's pretty much doing what they did. Yeah, for, yeah I, you know, all all the time. Well, that's Nintendo wasn't like this is our e three. They should Nintendo just, Direct, like, just yeah. like any other Nintendo Direct. Nintendo yeah, Direct is so much better than e three. Oh my god! I so I haven't watched e three press conferences in a while, but like I don't want to see some suit try to get me hyped about video games nintendo direct it's edited they're just like here's the game here's the game here's the game that's all i want right yeah, I like need i don't need cliff blazinski on stage with, with like rock. a chainsaw gun <laughs> forza you know, five I, forza horizon five is coming out check out this sweet car we brought on the stage guys now let yeah. me bring the producer of forza motorsport to the stage and i don't talk know if that about happened. all I'm the things they don't know Here's our goals for this game. It's going to be out in about seven years. We we think the cars are going to look super realistic. And, uh, you know, you're going to like it. It's going to be everything you've loved about Forza, but bigger and better. All right, guys. Big round of applause. 
Uh, no. Is it going to be bigger and better? So uh, I don't Motorsport know. Fight. It just looks like another Forza, Forza Horizon, That's, which I'm is just, fine. I, I'm ready Johnny for it. I didn't even know that me. that was a real game. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I was just doing a bit. Is this I true? <laughs> it's Jesus Christ, Tyler. What, what, I'm expecting Johnny to know uh, racing games. Johnny, do you play racing games? I hate them oh so much. Oh, my God. Forza Horizon's so really Mario good. Kart. We play Mario Kart. I've Mario, Mario Kart Kart's too. great. All right, John. All are we? Are, are you done with the worst E3s? Do you want to uh, get on the rails here? Mm. Stefan, is there anything you want to say? I, um, I regret a million percent cutting Stefan off for trying to jump into the episode. Okay, no, I think we're good, Tyler. We can we can now jump into all the, the things that kind of happened at uh, E3 and like some of the things presented especially by limited run games and other game other game companies like that super rare games and uh you know these limited limited press model game companies so so let's go like what happened Tyler tell me tell me about it uh well i <laughs> what happened johnny i uh, i skimmed through about 5 minutes of their half hour presentation but they did announce terrible. 25 games okay. we'll start out with limited run game releases and we're not going to talk about every game because i don't think anyone here is interested in all the games let's just go through them in order uh axiom verge 2 johnny anything i hear it's a decent super metroid style game i don't know are there people excited you haven't for played this the first one so I've actually put put some hours into this game, oh, the first right. one, and and it's and it is it's a very good uh, Metroidvania. Um, it's uh, very very dark in theme. So if that's your thing, then yeah, do I it. I mean, was wasn't there yeah. the big call on this was that it wasn't going to get released as a physical as a physical game, and then limited run saved it, like. Uh, you know brought it back from the ashes because it had got to the point at the end of the wii u life cycle it wasn't going to get made and then limited run announced it and then it wound up being on the switch and on the wii u it's like one of the last games on the wii u so the yeah. weird thing is, so it was like a saga that took over a year and it was a, it was, it was, it was almost like a will they won't they won't they kind of thing and I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to put out another Wii U game. And then they were like, it's actually happening. And it's like, oh, my God, there's a Wii U game. And the last Wii U game isn't going to be Just Dance. It's going to be this cool Metroidvania game. It came out awesome. I'm happy it came out. Everything was great. A year and a half later, they're just like, shake down Hawaii, guys. It's on the Wii U. Why? I don't know. Is it hard to get? No, just go buy it. We made shake down Hawaii for the Wii U. I'm going to say it stole Axiom Verge's Thunder there a little bit, but uh, I'm also very happy Shakedown Hawaii came out on the Wii U. Wii U has such a, one of the strangest end of lives of any console. It It's a, it's a console that shouldn't have lived on physically as long as it ended up did doing. Well, that and the Wii, think about it. What? And the Vita. <laughs> Vita, mean, how- 100% agree with the Vita. Like the Wii had such an install base that I, it makes sense that it lived a really long time to me. Well, what about the Famicom? Like I, super fan, like didn't the games come out like ten years after it was kind of dead? Uh, yes. So I could actually. Oh, I can't. I don't remember the name. But yeah, there was a Super Famicom game that came out in two thousand something. Slater. It's a collectible game. Well, some consoles have like really long lifespans and in, in weird territories too, right? Like, weren't they making a twenty six hundred games in Brazil forever? 
Um, Sega Pico lived on for like four years after its death in the U.S. Uh, no, in Japan, yeah, it, the Pico in Japan had weird things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, consoles live on after they should, but uh, so the weird thing about Wii U was that I can't think of another console where there was over a year with no physical release, and then another just regular ass game came out, which is what happened on Wii U. Like, maybe, like, I don't know if a sports title on PS2 did that by, like, a week or something, but... Anyway, Axiom Verge 2. Are you gonna buy it, guys? I, I didn't have this highlighted as one of our interesting games. Uh, maybe, because I like I know the first that, one. Yeah, I'll actually buy it to play it. That That's not, like, a... This will not be a collectible thing. It'll be a... I buy it to... Because I want it. Uh, All right. Blood Rain... Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites... Guys, do either of you know what Blood Rain, Blood Rain Betrayal is? Yes. Oh, you do? It continues the Blood Rain series. It was on Xbox and wasn't on PS1 as well. It's got like the vampire chick all like pixely. It's got like no, very noticeable fangs and like a blood drip on the Xbox version. Okay, are you talking about There's... Xbox 360? I didn't realize this was even on consoles. This is on Xbox well, 360 just, and PS3. I'm just saying it's a continuation of the the series. There was also a movie. There's a Blood Rain 2. Like, it, it's a prominent series. This is like a spin-off game. What are you talking? Do you Are you talking about the right game? Look up Blood Rain Betrayal and tell me we're talking I'm about the same I'm not talking about Blood Rain Betrayal specifically. I'm talking about the franchise Oh my in god, general. obviously you know what Blood Rain is. Do you know what this weird-ass game is? No. It's way... F- Oh, I see why. It's this is a released. 2D hack and slash Blood Rain game that came out 10 years ago, and no one has ever talked about it. Uh, well, going for the Johnny market of people who only know it because it says Blood Rain in the title. Uh, well, no, and I can also I can also take a, a pretty good educated guess as to why this is getting a release because it was developed by Way Forward. Uh, yes, the de- the developers of Shantae. Yes, I will be buying it. Wasn't this released on an Xbox Live Arcade? Uh, well, Wikipedia said it was released on Xbox 360, so makes sense that it would be. Okay. Um, well, it's really well yeah. animated. Yeah, I'll be buying this. All right. It's on Steam, too. I'll be buying, not because I think it's super interesting. I'll just be throwing it in the Halloween pile of vampire games. That makes sense. Johnny, uh, Castlevania, Johnny and Stefan, this is so exciting having Stefan back. Castlevania yeah. Requiem and Castlevania Rondo of Blood. I'm going to put these in the interesting category. Uh, not so much Castlevania Requiem, but Castlevania Rondo of Blood for the Turbo Duo. And uh, Castlevania Requiem is a Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood compilation for the PS4. Uh, they did something similar on PSP, I think, so kind of whatever. They did, yeah. So, this is a thing that already exists. So are these different than the anniversary collections that are currently on their website? Yes. Uh, I'm guessing neither of these games are in the anniversary collection. Yeah, the anniversary collection, Stefan, was came out like a year ago, digital only, mm-hmm. uh, and it included like the eight bit and and sixteen bit versions of the games. Mm-hmm. So it didn't quite reach this era. Got it. Uh, Rondo of Blood's a sixteen bit game. It's got Kid Dracula John. on it. It does. <laughs> it's got, it, the first English release of Kid Dracula, Stefan. Oh. Uh, for the Famicom. So we we talked about it on the show. We found a reason it's collectible. It is the first English release of, of Kid Dracula. Uh, I mean, what is there to say about this? 
go buy it. It's Castlevania. Like, uh, what do you? No, oh, what do you want me to some, say? So no, Rondo of Blood is very interesting because Castlevania Konami franchise, and it's being released on the Turbo Duo NEC console, but Konami owns the rights to the Turbo Graphics name. So. If you are, in the most technical sense, collecting quote-unquote licensed Turbo Graphics games, does it count, Johnny? Castlevania Rondo of Blood released in 2021. Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. And here's <laughs> sure. what I have to say on this. You know, one, they're going to sell more copies of this than people own Turbo Duos that are working. or million percent they will. Okay. The other thing is, if you are someone who cares about if this counts, like, because you need to complete your set, you've already spent so much money on Turbo. That was Who exactly cares? Go spend the $60 or whatever this is. There is, <laughs> there is zero, zero Turbo set collectors that will not buy this. Like, I, I, just, uh, no, I disagree. I think there will be people who, on principle, don't want to be scammed out of $60. Not that this is a scam. I think it's a cool release. But there are people who are going to be only, you know, the, the purists. I, is there, like, how many of those people are going to exist yeah. versus the main populace that, wh what's that stupid company that just, like, prints CDs and packages Good them? Deal Games? Good, not Good Deal Games, the ones that do Turbo Express. Oh, uh, oh PCE Works? Yeah, PCE Works. They already did one of these, and it sold, they did, like, five different prints of these things because it sold so well. So, yeah, here, the official one, fine, go buy it. Yeah, great, it's English. It, it counts. Go do it, please. <laughs> I like I'm not I'm not sitting here poo-pooing it. I'm going to be buying. I'm just going to be like, "Yep, it's I mean Castlevania is one of my favorite franchises." You, you know I say this all the time. Hey, if you really love this franchise, then fine, go out and do it. I love Castlevania. I'm going to buy all of these stupid things, and I'll probably buy the dumb one for the PS4 and the Switch because I want to have uh every iteration of it because I'm an idiot. And uh limited run finds ways to to get my money. And congrats, you got me. I I, I'm here. Take my money. And uh, no, I agree. I will. I'll probably be buying this. I think it's really interesting. I don't know how many Turbo Duo games have actually been released, like English Turbo Duo games. I know uh, FX Unit Yuki was a really recent, not really recent, but it was a recent PC Engine homebrew that was pretty big. Um, and like, this obviously isn't a homebrew. Interesting release. I think just from a weird historic like. This is weird that this is coming back 20 years later thing. Uh, I'm really into it. Yeah, this is this is fine. I think less less fine is Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. That's less fine to me. Why is that? Because less it's fine? already been less fine because that that set is like kind of already been released on modern consoles. Oh, yeah, you can get it. It, you know, you're just like, OK, fine. I, I'm not into the compilations and remaster stuff. I only think this is interesting because it's on the original system, which is just yeah. so weird. And I, I say less fine, but I'm going to buy that one too. Like they're getting all, if it says Castlevania, you're getting my money. It, it's a, if you it's very print Castlevania on it, it, okay, here you go. I applaud limited run games. Cause this is such a game that would appeal to our kind of people i think like it's obviously a game like obviously you know all kinds of gamers are, are into rondo of blood it's got this kind of earthbound status of like oh my god that's the cool one so uh, uh even if it is a turbo duo game and there's not enough turbo duos to play it 
And uh, if it, literally, if you have a, a PC Engine Duo, you probably bought it to play this game already. So you already own like the Japanese version of this game. 100% uh, so I did that. 99.9% of these are just going to sit on shelves. Still think it's kind of cool. So I went so far with this that I got it, right? Got my Turbo Duo. I mean, really, I got the Turbo Duo to play Shadowgate Beyond. Then I got this because those were the two games I wanted to play. Went as far as to get a custom box made so that Rondo of Blood can sit with the other Turbo games and not look weird. That's how far I went. And if you go back uh, several episodes ago, now, whenever this was first announced, uh, or not this one, but the first compilation, you know, the uh, the anniversary collection for Castlevania, when it was first announced that it was coming out digitally on the Switch, I think there's a quote of me saying, I hope Limited Run just makes a physical copy of this because I'm going to be there buying it. And I did. So, uh, you know, I, I held true to my word. Uh, I don't know if I care that much about Contra, but Castlevania signed me up. Contra Anniversary Collection, Johnny, for the Switch and PS4. The next game that they announced currently uh, $5 on the Nintendo eShop, although it is on sale. Um, All of the anniversary collections are $5. I hope they announce oh. uh, the Gradius one next. I, I'll be there. Also, I would rather get the Gradius one than the Contra one. Five, $5 for the compilations of these Konami games. Really good deal. Good um, deal. Go buy that. Like this, uh, so this compilation has all the Contra games, including like the arcade versions. Um, it has both the Japanese and North American version of just Contra. It's got like Operation C in it. It's got like Probotector in it. Like it's a really complete collection of the old Contra games before like, you know, whatever's on PlayStation and beyond. But uh, it's, it's, it's cool. I don't care about it because I'm not into these, these kind of collections, but. Uh, I mean, for $5, if you have a Switch, you've spent $5 on worse things. 100%. Okay. So yes, for $5, I'm assuming this is going to have the same treatment as Limited Run Games Castlevania, which is $175 for the top tier. I'm going to say oh, that's yeah. not worth it, Johnny. No, no. I And I won't be buying that. I don't care about that. But if there's like a $30 Switch case one, I'll probably buy it. Just like the basic one. Who cares? I, I'm not... I don't love Contra. Like I said, I, I would rather play Gradius. Like, I'll buy the Gradius one before I buy this. Uh, Contra's better than Castlevania. No, it is not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to defend that opinion. That just feels wrong to me. Because um, it is wrong. <laughs> but all right, factually uh, inaccurate. Um, one thing that I think is is interesting, and and you know, I guess hats off to Limited Run is is in like every interview we have ever heard them have for the last I don't know however long they've been out. Konami was like their dream publisher. And like, and they said, uh, there's no way that they would ever give us a chance. There's no way they don't know who we are. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just like all these reasons why they'd never get Konami games. Um, and now it looks like they have uh, broken that dam open and are really going for it. So kudos to them, I guess. Congratulations on your on your dream publisher. And kudos to them for pre preserving digital games, right? Like Castlevania 1, 2, and 3 <laughs> and Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood and Contra, you know, these small digital titles that never got a physical release. <laughs> John, Thank I, God I for limited run. I hate the idea that these companies are about preservation. They are about getting money. And yes, just and it's fine. To... Get money. Get paid. Don't be liars. Ugh. Johnny, we've got another retro compilation as our next announcement. Double Woo! Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawler Bundle, which 
if I remember correctly, it's like 17 Double Dragon and Kunio Kun games, uh, 11 of which were never released in America, so it does have that going for it. This is only on Switch. I don't care about beat-em-ups. Can you get excited for this? I, I can't. I didn't even buy Double Dragon 4 or Double Dragon Neo. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not excited. I mean, it, it's just trading on... Look, guys, you love those NES games. Remember Double Dragon? And maybe you'll get me. I don't know. I'm sitting here looking at the Double Dragon 4 and Neo and going like, probably not. Probably not. There's mm. a there's a fan base for the Kunio Kun games. I'm just not. I Look, I'm not saying. Like, I bought the Blaster Master games. Uh, it's not impossible. I'm on the fence on those. Like, I heard that the second one is better than the first one. And I thought the first one was like, ah, eh, pretty good. So, uh, like, the first one's just a straight remake of Blaster Master with a ton of quality of life improvements. So, maybe two and three would be more interesting to me because they're actually new games. And then there's three, don't forget three, and the slipcase. It's three, what are you talking about? There's a Blaster Master Zero Three. Yeah. And then there's a slip cover for the previous two and that one. Um, are you serious? This, this slipcover thing is going too far, guys. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's the best decision they ever made. I already feel FOMO and regret about the slipcases I don't own. They uh, got it. They, it, it was... The best part, it also makes you regret not buying probably the first Blaster Master yeah. uh, Zero game when it came out. So now no, when they that. release the next first thing in a franchise, you're going to be like... Do I need to get this so I can complete my slipcase? Do I need to get oh, yeah. River City Girls 2 and then go buy River City Girls 1 for uh, an inflated price in case River City Girls 3 comes out and then it's worthy of a slipcase? I will give it to them on this one. Whoever made this decision, it like, it, this is, you know, posting it and then Skeletor laughs in evil underneath. <laughs> like, this, just the best. They, they did it. Like, congratulations. Yeah. I, I had no idea. 100%. Yeah, it's the Shantae one. Oh, my God. The Shantae one selling for over $100 is just like the best thing there is. Um. All right. Hold on, Johnny. We're going to. Uh, do you have a market update on that? Uh, I don't. I'll get one while you we talk through the next one. No, nope, I'm already on eBay. Okay. All right. First thing I saw was a, a $1,300 bundle, but that's with the games. The cheapest one on eBay. There's only four on eBay. And only two of them are the case alone, and uh, the cheapest one's $135. Excellent. Uh, and but I, no, there no, is a very I, recent auction only a week ago that went for just $85. So very recent. See, I found uh, I found one for $115, guys. $115, and this is the uh, this is the cheap one. The next one is $199. There's $250, and these include zero games. Zero but, uh, games. Johnny, just think. So Shantae is like limited runs like uh, it's yeah. their their cultiest game, right? Like that's the game. Way to have. forward, and them are, have a handshake deal. Clearly, so that would be the one that's the most common. Just imagine how much rarer the Blaster Master Zero slipcover is going to be, huh? Well, what was the other one that got a slipcase that I forgot about? I, I reminded people on the last show, and I, I can't remember. Uh, and I missed Max. out on it. Sam and Max, yeah. Like so good. Um, do you think that one's out of stock right now, Johnny? Yeah. Do you think uh, people are stocking up on these slipcases now because they uh, saw how oh, much the the shot they were like? Well, the the bar is so low, like ten dollars. Like, why not buy two and just gamble, right? Do you think there's people buying like ten? 
I don't think there were, but I think there are now. This, oh man, man, I love it. All right. I know we, we, <laughs> this has been like so many episodes in a row where we go off on how great their slip covers are as a business model. Yeah. It, it's the best. I, I, Stefan's over there just like, oh, you guys buy games? That's cute. <laughs> I know. I'm actually looking at sold listings for this thing. Uh, yeah. it's uh, I'm, So there was a set that sold. It was a slipcover and four of the five games for $420. Buy it now on June 1st. So that actually seems reasonable, and I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Dusk go. for the Get Switch. Through. Do you guys Who even care? know what Dusk is? I yes. They already had a release for this on the Vita and the PS4. Oh, my God. Who cares? Ghoul Patrol, and we're going to combine um, that with Zombies mm, Ate My Neighbors. Yeah. Currently up on the website right now. Oh, my God. Can you spend a lot of money on these two games in I, a Boku releases? Yeah. This is Wait. so stupid. Okay. Can I actually... Okay, one thing I want to say before we like rail on them, uh, one thing that I see that they're doing that I actually like, Johnny, yeah, is that ahead. they, while they are doing multiple f***ing colors for... Uh, the cartridge releases, you can just pick the one you want. Yeah, okay. Not I'm into Well, that. it's not picking the color. It's you get the crappy version of the game or the good version of the game. But yeah, if the- you want to have both, you have to buy both. Yeah, but my point is is that you don't have to buy like 10 copies of Street Fighter 2 and hope. <laughs> yeah, there's I- not like a special, uh, maybe you'll get the, the good one in there. So... Uh, that's so, unpopular I opinion. Like, I think these colored, uh, the colored cartridges just make the game look cheap. I like the just just standard black and gray ones. And I mean, it makes sense. They're catering to me because that, uh, so two, let's, let me just recap what these releases are. They're releasing Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol. There is a Switch and a PS4 version. And then they're also re releasing the actual cartridges for the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. Of, uh, or Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Ghoul Patrol is only... No, they also have the Ghoul Super Patrol uh, Super Nintendo cartridges. No, that's what I'm saying. There's Ghoul Patrol Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. No Genesis. Oh, there's no, no Zombies Genesis. Ate My Neighbors on Super Nintendo for whatever reason. And then the Poor People version of the game is $60, which comes with the either a black Genesis cartridge or a, a gray Super Nintendo cartridge, and it looks kind of like the Super Nintendo box. And then... The $90 edition is their their horrible boilerplate limited edition that comes in that black book-looking box. I hate that box, um, but that gets you a colored red or green cartridge. Oh, it didn't even occur to me that these are f***ing Lucasfilm games, and I'm like, why did they get that bo- the black box? And it's because it's a Lucasfilm game, so it'll be part of your Lucasfilm collection. Is that Are those black boxes just Lucasfilm games? Uh, I think so. That can't be... I keep seeing these. Do they just have that many Lucasfilm games? No, I I can't believe I have like six of these um, when they first started putting out the Star Wars games. But now I just hate them because they look so generic. The other thing you can do if you don't want to get into all this mess with, uh, you know, reproduction Genesis or Super Nintendo cartridges, you can just buy the Switch release, which, you know, it comes in a dual pack and you can play it on your Switch and it's $30 or $35. That that seems actually reasonable. Yeah, yeah it, totally reasonable. Or you could, if you wanted to get the fancy pants edition of that one, uh, you can. It's like a hundred bucks, and it comes with like the 3D glasses and some other stuff. It's got like art for the, uh, we'll call it the Mexico variant or display box variant. You know, the alternate art Super Nintendo box art on there. Uh, there's some art cards in there. Like I said, the, like the squirt gun 
3D glasses. It's like a fine release if you really love this. And it's got the really horrible PAL art on the collector's edition one that I hate so much. It's like them jumping on a trampoline. It's god-awful. It makes me want to just vomit. They, they do have, uh, you may have already said this, but they have a poster with the Mexico art on it too. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I said there was some art in there. Yeah, this is, I, I, I'm going to buy just the Switch version where where I get both and forego all of these special editions because I, uh, you know, instead of spending like $60 on Zombies Ate My Neighbor for Genesis, like a Genesis remake, go spend 75 and then just get it on the Genesis. Yeah, or like with the Super Nintendo one. I mean, you're basically buying the game in a fake box, uh, and yeah. for for the exact same price. Like I was just looking at sold listings for the card only version of Zombie Zombies at My Neighbors for SNES, and it's about sixty dollars. So you can buy the real one, cart only, for this exact same price that you're essentially paying for a fake a fake cart only. Yeah, and. Uh- Tower Stefan was correct. So if you're buying just the basic $59 version, right, with the card inside, you can pick either standard gray or transparent green. Uh, so you can pick your oh, colors even on the basic okay. version. So that's nice. So kudos yeah, to them for oh, for not doing well, you can that. Do it for both versions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you, if you don't want this on Switch, you can also there's also PS4 versions of uh, what I was talking about. Okay. So, uh, Picking the green one, the fluorescent green one, is the wrong choice, but you're free to make the wrong choice, and that's what's important. Well, look, if you're buying this and you already own the Super Nintendo one, then you should pick the fluorescent green one, because you already have a great cartridge. Spice up your life a little bit. Spicy. I think you should buy the premium edition, the $90 premium edition of these games, and get the standard cartridge color. I bet that's the rarest combination. So you keep it sealed, and then you have this rare sealed version. Why are you not just buying the bundle for $449? I mean, well, on. okay, so that $449 one that only gets you uh, one of each uh, box, basically. But you really need to buy the bundle twice, once with the gray cartridges and one with the color cartridges. <laughs> like, is there someone out there that's so into limited run games that they yes, would do Yes, <laughs> 100%. I guarantee you. I guarantee you they have that fan there, There's no one that interested in the limited run stuff that listens to the show because we've them oh, exactly yeah, no. a yeah, million yeah, yeah, times. No, 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 so no, those no. people like there, we actually are like our only one star review was a guy mad that we talked about limited run game because we were saying, uh, you should go buy the actual artifacts and not spend your money on, uh, these fake collectibles. He was very mad about that and uh, told us we should get out more in the middle of a mm-hmm. pandemic. <laughs> I do like uh, uh, okay. one more prop to the the limited run games uh, making money team. They have so the limited editions of the actual Genesis and Super Nintendo games. They come with like pins and coins and 3D glasses, like and like art cards. It's like a bunch of kind of cheap stuff. Not that anything in any video game limited edition isn't cheap. But if you buy the Switch and the PS4 version, you get a plastic recreation of the water gun in the game which is clearly the cooler item. So if yeah, you're like the zombies ate my neighbor super fan, you have to get at least one of the remake of the the modern limited editions and one of the retro limited editions to get the full experience. Yeah, so at that point you can get those two bundles. Uh one is 269.99 and the other is 449.99. So uh, you should you should really get both of those. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you could do that or 
you could do literally not. anything else with a thousand dollars. Do anything else with your money. Um, anyway, I, are you guys actually, yeah, Johnny? You said you're buying the the modern one for this. I'm gonna buy the Switch one. It's I mean, you gotta get those Switch games. You're gonna get that Switch set, right? No, God, I'm so far behind. <laughs> the more uh, I see these limited releases for Switch, the more I think like the Switch set is just impossible. Yeah. Unless you're one of the people who's like literally getting a sealed set as they all come. Also, also uh, getting in the conversation of does it count like for Switch and because like super rare games or whatever is produced over her in like the UK and uh, the fact that there's no region locking. I don't even want to go into what makes a full set for the Switch. That makes my head spin. I mean, I think most people that I've seen go for the ESRB set is what they're doing. Okay. And they're not saying sure. play Asia stuff and all that. I just saying there there's going to be those people and then there's going to be the ones who spent all the money and effort and they're going to be poo-pooing on those people yep. the whole time oh. saying calling them fake collectors. Yep. Bullshit poor people. They Dude, in 20 years, there's going to be a whole new generation, and they're going to have their own version of fighting over whether stadium events or Outback Joey counts. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a terrible thing to buy. I also enjoyed those games a good deal. Couch co-op is fun. You know, go grab them. Most people didn't even know Ghoul Patrol exists. They're like, yeah, I love Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And then they like go buy a hack of more Zombies Ate My Neighbors Instead of just grabbing Ghoul Patrol, I mean, they're not the exact same style game, but Spiritual Successor, just go get it. Congrats to congrats to uh, all these people who are going to get to play Ghoul Patrol finally. Yeah. <laughs> I joke, because no one's playing these games. Oh, right, 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 I forgot. Johnny, next four games I don't know anything about. Uh, going Under, that's like a dungeon what? crawler, has a really cool looking style, don't know anything about it. Um stop me if someone has anything to say about these games haven for switch ps4 and ps5 hunt down collector's edition for switch uh, and ps4 one step from eden switch and ps4 triggering no emotions from anyone on this podcast uh up next hit them if you're going for the set up next the single game that was announced for the personal computer and also switch and ps4 and ps5 plumbers don't wear ties uh, coming there, out is from this the most games. unexpected release of, of the year? Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, an angry video game nerd meme game. Who even owns the rights to this? How did they, they track this crap oh, down? Man, I thought you were going to say who even owns this, and I was going to get real excited to say me. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, well, it's part of the 3DO set. It, so if you don't know, this is a 3DO game. Was this also a PC game back in the day? I don't think so. All right. Um, they, they brought the girl on who was in in it. Uh, what really? The they did, yeah. I want to know what's going on behind good. the scenes because, like, they they must be chasing games like this, and they don't get all of them. Like, do they have people like tracking down like the town with no name for the uh, the Commodore, whatever that's on? I don't yeah, know. I they no they idea. must have people tracking down all these dumbass weird games. I mm. I would be very interested to hear in all all the stuff they went for and didn't get. This game is absolutely on MS DOS, by the way. Plumbers don't wear ties. I've never seen the DOS version. Anyway, uh, if you don't know what this is, it is a uh, just watch the Angry Video Game Nerd episode because I think uh, most people that's where they get their information about plumbers don't wear ties. Yep. It's essentially a PowerPoint slideshow. Almost softcore porn adventure game that is very poorly made 
Um, and it's just a choose your own adventure book. It's also known for being one of the rarer and more expensive titles on the 3DO. Um, it is. Uh, par- yeah, partially because uh, that angry video game nerd. I mean, yes. Um, yeah, because I mean, people got to know about it for it to be an exciting thing. I mean, I think this is going to have the same sort of, uh, I don't know, the same similar reaction that night, the Night Trap release did. I think it's going to I think it's going to do very well for dumb, dumb reasons. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get this one, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to make like 40 versions of it. Yeah. And they'll make the uh, the uh, FMV or whatever the um, they'll make a um, Night Trap uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties slipcase. And then. <laughs> You know, it it should come in a special edition box with a tie. Yep. And they, there's precedent because for Octodad, they made a tie. They, they sure did. <laughs> that they released on Father's Day, like I think four years ago. So one thing I was curious about with this game is if bringing more attention to Plumbers Don't Wear Ties would cause the ones on eBay to sell, and it did not. So there was a... A 600, so the last sale was $450, uh, which was, I think, a buy it now. And there was a $650 one on eBay that looked all right, which is overpriced, but I, I wanted to see if someone was going to FOMO and buy that, and they didn't. And there's another one on eBay that's $1,000 for Plumbers Don't Wear Ties and Neurodancer, uh, which are two of the more desirable 3DO games, and that also hasn't sold. I just want to know, are you going to journey into the Neuronet? I uh, I believe I have journeyed into the Neuronet. That's another, uh, that's a very disappointing softcore porn game that really makes you work for not a lot of nudity, Johnny. Let me tell One you, of, me and uh, Stefan, are you on the Neurodancer train? <laughs> I, I have told this story before, but one of the only games besides Mario Kart that Johnny and I have played together um, <laughs> is a softcore porn game for the 3DO. Rather, he kind of made me play it. Uh, it's one of the puzzle games. What was it? Um, the one that actually Sex. comes in a, in a... Yeah. No, it's the one that comes in a porn box. Um, like in a I thought porn we made VHS you play box. Sex. Um, the name escapes me. But uh, but yeah, so uh, so Johnny, if you'd like to come over and play Neurodancer, uh, I'm, I would be I, happy to play with you. Okay, I would. Um, you know, <laughs> let, let's talk about the good things that our plumbers don't wear ties. Because I like this is a game that I have almost bought a few times because I, I think porn games are hilarious and stupid. But I love the box on this because the the like the catch like the hook phrase is a plumber, a daddy's girl, chickens, crazed juppies, evil bosses, shower scenes, race cars, pandas, a nun, and interactive romantic comedy. That's that's the tag. It is on the bottom of this box. It's it, so good. And I just to be clear, I don't know. I haven't played Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. I've only seen the internet footage of it. But at least in your first playthrough, or unless you enter a code, like the nudity is censored. This is not as much of a porn game as some of the other an interactive uh, romantic comedy. It's yeah, an yeah, interactive there are, there are, there are legitimate porn games on that platform, and that is not one of them. Uh, all right, guys, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through a, a few more games here from Lunar and Games. Republic Anniversary Edition. Nope. Nope. Anything Retromania Wrestling uh, looks kind of cool. I guess it's cool. It's getting a physical release. River City Girls for the PS5. River City Girls Zero for the Switch, and River City Girls Two for the Switch, PS4, and PS5. 
River City Girls Zero uh, may be interesting. That is Shin Neketsu Koha Kunio Tachi no Banka, which is a Super Famicom game. Uh, it's just a Kunio Kun game where you play as girls instead of boys, and the boys rescue the girls. I guess. Does it? Is that enough to release as a? That's probably going to be a thirty dollar game, right? How much does the original one on Super Famicom cost? That would be a, a good data point to have had ready, right, Johnny? Don't you think? Yeah, that I think that would have if you had asked about that beforehand. Yeah, Tyler. Uh, guess, guys, discuss amongst yourselves for a minute. <laughs> okay, Stefan, um, let's talk about what we think this game costs on the Famicom. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say $20. What do you got? Mm, Don't I'm factor in th- shipping. There's yeah, no, I'm going to sw- I'm going to swing for the fence and say like oh, like 130. Ooh, wow, D- Stefan yeah. is uh, incredibly far off. And so this might have actually been hyped uh, by the release of this. So there's one that is has bids on it for fifty dollars complete in box. It looks really nice. Uh, oh wow, the, this really nice one sold for two hundred. The, uh, oh, there's okay. carts all over the place for ten bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's like a sixty dollar game probably. Okay. Um. So yeah. But if you're really interested in River City Girls Zero, quote unquote, just go buy the original Super Famicom. Probably not that much yeah. more expensive. Look, like what? That that's fine that they're getting all these games out. That's cool. They they have some cool ones, I guess, coming out for you know collectors, uh, you know people who are more into the retro scene. But really, these are releases like these ones specifically are more releases for. Limited run collectors, not uh, not uh, like hardcore. Run. Well, you know who's into River City Girls? Red the Game Shark. Oh, uh, well, that's true. Um, I don't know why, but he he told me to go over to the limited run booth at uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo and ask if they had any for sale because he wanted to buy them. So uh, maybe he was excited about this. Let's have him on the show to talk about River City Girls, a Kunio Kun game that we don't know anything about. Well, I think if we're going to have Red on, we should maybe maybe use him in a more valuable way than talking about <laughs> River City Girls because he's mm-hmm. got a lot of knowledge. Maybe we maybe we don't uh, mind that one first. RWBY Grim Eclipse for the Switch, Johnny. Does that uh, we've all been waiting for that one. No, nope. I'm so sorry to I'm like, there's guys who have worked hard on these games and they're finally getting physically published. And I'm just going blowing through them like, don't know what that game is. Well, we're, we're here. To, I mean, this is this is about right, never mind. they have so this, many games that really this is an anime hack and slash game. It, it looks whatever. Um, Shantae, Johnny, we're up to we're up to S. Now we can get five or six at once. All the Shantae games are coming out on PS5. And then the original Shantae is also coming to PS4. Thank God. I guess we could talk about Shantae. Let's do a quick market update. Uh, So Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, I believe that was the first Switch one. That's the expensive Switch one. That comes with the fake Game Boy game, not the real Game Boy game. That's like $1,000 or like close to $1,000. I haven't checked in the past couple weeks. That's so expensive that the 3DS version, the original version of the game, that is not limited in any way, it's over $100, or it's close to $100 for 3DS game. Again, not not Shantae on Game Boy Color, not the one limited to like 3,000 copies. Very high sales for that. But so how I much think, are the ones for the Wii U? Are the... the that's... What is that? That's Risky's Revenge? I get, that's, that's also yeah. coming to the PS5. Wow. Um, I don't know how much that is. Do you really care? 
No, I don't. I was making a joke. Oh, it, it's are you serious? Mainly okay, stop be- making jokes. It's because, you know, limited runs, uh, they, they've taken advantage of this kind of in-between console generation thing that's been going on for a while. And they've, you know, they've released on the Wii U, they've released on the PSP, or on the PS Vita. You know, they've released Shantae, like, everywhere they could release it. So, the fact that it's coming to PS5 is not a shock. This okay, is a hold on. Maker for them. Is there Shantae Vita games? Because the Wii U one, that was not limited. That was just a regular ass Maybe, game. Maybe not Vita. They're, or maybe it was just PS4 games initially. But they released a bunch initially for the PS4. Uh, so, I may have gone off and... Uh, <laughs> exclaimed how crazy it is to pay a thousand dollars for what is Shantae 4 whatever pirate's curse is uh on the switch because this is what's going to happen going forward every desirable game and not not just limited run games just in general why i don't like ports every desirable game is just going to be re-released so Shantae and the pirate's curse on switch is a port it's not the original version of the game that's the 3ds version this is going to be a port, and there will be a port again on bye the bye. next Nintendo bye. console, probably. Are we taking a break? Are we getting a, a Piper break here? Do you guys Sweet have any uh, any thoughts on Shantae? Are you guys going to buy all these again? No. Nope. Just to be, I don't have these. I have the Wii U one, and that's it. I have, I have some of the, a couple of the limited run ones. I don't know which ones, but. I have the Switch ones and I have the PS4 ones. Okay, yeah. Johnny. Johnny have, has all of, of them. Ones. Uh, I I went and I looked at the 3DS one. I'm like thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. And the 3DS one was already selling for like ninety. I'm like ah, forget Shantae. I don't know anything about it. Skatebird, Johnny. Skatebird, Strife, Super Hot, and the Takeover are our remaining limited run games. I've heard of Super Hot. I don't know if that is a physical release yet. That's a pretty big VR game. Uh, I don't know if that supports PSVR and on Switch. It definitely wouldn't support VR. Uh, so I think that's a little, maybe a little less interesting, but. Uh, well, I think it's actually kind of interesting when they're, if they're taking a VR native game and making it not VR. That's No, that's... They, there's a regular version you could just go oh, download okay. as well. But like, well, so it's a game, you know what Super Hot is? No. It's a, it's a first person shooter where time only moves when you move. So like it's basically a puzzle game that's a first person shooter and you move around in vr but everything else around you basically moves in slow motion so you could just it, stop and are the think guys about like super blocky yeah it's all very oh, yeah, blocky yeah, and played, pixelated almost looks yeah like i cool. played this in a in a vr arcade yeah yeah it's a really yeah, cool yeah. game yeah it's great it's a fun game um i've never played it not in vr it just seems like it would not be anywhere near as much fun no it i that would be really boring uh, and that's it for uh, limited run games, guys. Um, Castlevania Rondo Blood and the Turbo Duo, I'm going to say by far the most interesting thing. I thought we might be able to fight more about whether it counts. I, I mean, still don't know if I'm going to tag it as part of the set um, in my personal list. Um, but there, I, I mean, I really do put a big time constraint on that. Like, was it released in the console's life cycle? And it, this really isn't. So I'm not going to fault anyone who says this doesn't count. I don't personally think it count counts, but like, if you're already into the set, like Turbo people don't have enough stuff to buy, and if they've already right. got the set, why wouldn't you just grab this? I, so, and it's uh, Castlevania. Yeah. It's not like some weird game that you're like, why is this coming out? 
like especially all the weird homebrews I know these turbo guys have bought. So you're you're not gonna buy Castlevania all of a sudden? That makes no sense to me. It's not about just buy it because yeah, obviously if you collect turbo graphics, just buy it. It for me, it's just about consistency in my lists, Johnny. I just want my list well, to I'm be saying. consistent. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to call it part of the set, but I'm still going to go buy it. Yeah. Like, it's and just, at, at the end of the day, whether it is technically released by Konami, who owns Hudson, who owns the TurboGrafx name, the set is just what everyone considers the set. There is no set that actually counts. Stadium events and world-class track meet is the same freaking game Everything about it is the same, but Stadium Events is still part of the set because the set isn't some technical definition. It's just what everyone agrees is the set. And for NES, that six that set of 677 games is the set, regardless of what you personally think. And see, I don't even think it should be 677. I think it should be higher. I think everyone should just count the Tengen games because oh my God, pretty much everyone no buys one... the Tengen games anyways. <laughs> All right, Johnny, you and your weird That's my hot opinion. take. That's a that's an incredibly hot take to count on licensed games, but only Tengen. I buy the Tengen games. I'm not saying I'm not saying don't buy them. I'm just saying what is the license set versus what is something else. Do you guys yeah. want to talk the this wasn't really an E3 announcement, but this was within the past couple weeks. I'm gonna call it a controversy. A controversy even. Controversy. A controversy. A controversy. A controversy. God. A controversy. <laughs> I was just gonna edit it out. What have we told you about a coming to the podcast drunk? I hate I hate this. Alright. Yes. <laughs> I gotta talk to you guys about soup controversy. A con a con Yeah. Go ahead. Super Rare Games Shorts. It was, they announced this. It was going oh, to be. The, I'm, I told you about this. It was so, so dumb. Yes. I, I don't remember where they announced it. I just saw it on Twitter whenever they made a tweet about it. It was going to be a set of physical only games that were not ports, not remakes, not re releases. And they were going to intentionally have no digital version of them. And it was just going to be basically. Like most games in history, they're just going to release it physically. You're going to have a month to pre-order it, and then that's it, and it disappears. And basically, the the only selling point was FOMO because there's no digital they version. Terrible games, and these these games like they take a while to ship, so you're you're basically not going to know how good the game is before you buy it. Not that anyone cares for these limited release games, and it's so dumb. That I was 100% on board. It was so stupid that I went 360 degrees around from, like, I, I thought it was so dumb, like, who would, this is so not collectible, but it's so not collectible that it made me want to collect it, because had they stuck to the original plan of releasing games like this, they would have been the only games ever made where more people own it than have ever played it, because everyone would just keep it sealed. Is there another game where there are more copies that exist than people who have ever played it? I have no idea. Probably not. I mean, there might be, but these would so clearly just be like FOMO speculation shelf candy. And I maybe thought... Maybe the Diamond Trust of London. The t- <laughs> maybe maybe the your Diamond, Diamond Trust, Trust of, London of London update. I'm just trying to make it a meme for the show. I know, I know. I mean, they're like literally, like seriously, like the Aladdin games on NES, like literally more copies of those might exist. But even like ROMs of those people have played, so that's probably not the case. Um, 
anyway, they they basically they ruined it. So the internet complained. They're like, oh, game preservation. Oh, no digital versions. These games are cash grabs. There's no reason to preserve these games. Even if there was a reason, these digital, these physical copies exist, which is what people want. They want the physical copies to exist. So I don't know what people are complaining about, but they gave in. They gave in to the people calling them a terrible company, and they're going to release the games on Itch.io after six months after they come out, essentially making these games pointless. I mean, releasing anything on Itch.io is making them pointless already. I think it, there's 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 a decent sized game scene on Itch.io. There have been indie games that I've been pointed to that have had Itch.io pages rather than like a okay. Steam page. Sure, sure. You don't play PC okay. games, Johnny. Yeah, because PC games are pointless. Oh my god. Oh, I'm just I'm just trying to spark something. <laughs> Stefan, fight fight with Tyler, please. Um, your dog doesn't love you. Oh my god. Uh, you're, you're true. That's still true. Um, we have a complex relationship, Steph. I, I mean, I said fight with him, not hurt his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault he can't fight back. <laughs> I think this was Super Rare Games' chance to make a splash on the scene that Limited Run Games is unwilling to make. Limited Run Games is a f***ing machine. They have it figured out. Everyone else is a me too. This was Super Rare Games' chance to say, F*** you, F*** everyone who's mad at us. We're just doing this. If you want it, you have to go buy it right now. I think every one of their games should be like this. Oh, I think so, too. 100%. It, like, set yourself apart, put your f***ing flag in the ground, and stick it. You know, 80, don't bow to the whims. Yes. 80% of what all the Me Too companies, like, limited run games, like, they get some sh- like Shantae and uh, like even like Retromania Wrestling, that's like a kind of culty game. And obviously Castlevania, Contra, Double Dragon, they get shit. super cool. All these Me Too games, they get they get like B listers and like digital games like no one has ever heard of. They they're gonna get a bunch of titles, and you know what? Make people buy them because they're garbage. No one wants to play them. Tell them your set isn't complete if you don't get this. Your set's 100%. never gonna complete. It's never going to be complete. This is an official release. You got one month to buy this. Uh, like, why even a month? Three weeks, two weeks. This is it. And I would be cranking them out. I would be getting as many shitty digital games as I could get through Unity and not, onto carts as not fast as I could. Oh, like through Unity. <laughs> but they can't be digital released anywhere. The whole thing that made this interesting is that there was no digital release. And can you imagine being a game developer? Who I would mean, sign up for this? Like... You could throw a game on the eShop or on Steam for $5. There are games on the eShop for like $1 and someone will sort by lowest price. And no matter how mediocre your game looks, someone will buy it. And they're I bought a Halloween this. pinball game for a dollar because it was there. Yeah, you, your, your game is, you basically have so little faith in your game that you think you would get more money by just releasing a physical copy that no one is going to play. Your only selling point is that this is a, a game you can't get anywhere else. So these games are, uh, they I don't know if they still will be, but they will essentially be cash grabs. And the outrage against this is that they, they need to be preserved. And I've said it on the show before. 
there are iOS games that get delisted and lost to time. There must be thousands of iOS games released every week that no one plays, no one knows anything about. Everything from a college student making a project to just cash grab Chinese games that are all clones of each other, match three and all that. None of that is getting preserved. What would make this any different just because it's on a Nintendo Switch that it needs to be that it needs to be d- digitally preserved? But beyond that, the whole point of preservation, according to these people, is that there's there's a physical artifact of the game, which there would be. That's what they were doing. That's how every game before like the Xbox 360 was just released. I don't get the outrage. I don't know why they caved to it. I think it's a super dumb idea. <laughs> Nothing about it is inherently collectible, but I wish they stuck to their guns. You guys don't feel anything about this. <laughs> not uh, not uh, that I feel is like comparable to you. Oh my god, <laughs> like, I'm so I'm... mad. They there's this there's a comic book company called Bad Idea Comics, and I literally have only heard about them because of the buzz they've created with like comic YouTubers I follow. Their first comic book they sent to random stores for free and said nothing about it. They shipped out the comic. They said, here's this comic, please sell it. If you want to buy more, uh, you can buy them for $3 each from us. And $3 is like a high price for a, a no-name indie comic. And they sold 42 copies beyond that. And now it's like this $1,000 comic book because it had like this weird release and, and no one can get them anymore. And their whole business model is just, we're going to create FOMO. We're going to, people are going to know who we are because... We, we created dumb FOMO. Like they, they're doing this thing right now where they, they announced like, we're going to shut the company down by the end of the year. There's a company that's existed for like one year and they're just, they pull stunts is, is how they generate buzz. Superhero game. They tried to pull a stunt and then they pussied the f- out. Um, I'm, I'm strong me mad. language. It makes me mad, Johnny. We're going to get a comment about that one, Johnny. Yeah. All right. All right, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I, honestly, I, I feel like most of our listeners are probably on the side complaining that this was ever a business model. But uh, oh, I, I'm sure. But this this is garbage in the highest degree. It hundred percent is. I wanted it because it, it was. It's the most. Yeah. It's the boutique garbage. It's like the modern version of Atari on twenty six hundred being dug out of a landfill a game there would be more copies of than people who have ever played them, and I would have wanted to own one. I literally would have bought them, I, Johnny. <laughs> I agree. I'm. They should have done it, and the fact they didn't, now, now they'll just be a mark of cowardice when I see these games that will make me not buy them. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, I, the, the closest parallel to their original business plan is seriously homebrew games. There are homebrew games for the NES Game Boy, whatever, they have like one Kickstarter, they sell 300 copies and some of them don't have digital versions for sale. So if you didn't get the Kickstarter, you got to get a cartridge. And guess what? Like a lot of this stuff is like, okay, there's one overpriced one on eBay. There's not really a good way for everyone to go play it. So, uh, and like, there's a lot of cool homebrew devs that literally either sell their games or like some of them just release them for free. But uh, that's just the reality Think about the Virtual Boy homebrews. Go get that Street Fighter if you uh, can find it anywhere. 
I don't. So there's a what, Uncle Tusk. I think sells Virtual yep. Boy homebrews. Does he have that uh, that Street Fighter one? I think he did a long time ago. I mean that that's. I'm going to call that a bootleg because that's just a port of a game that already exists, Johnny. But there are there, legitimate he, Virtual Boy homebrews. Well, I mean, he had legit home. But I'm, what I'm saying is if there there are things out there that only a few exist. And if you didn't get them, you didn't get them. And you'll probably never get them. Uh, yeah. Like, so uh, I'm looking at what Uncle Tusk has for sale. I don't know what virtual fishing is. That might be a homebrew. It's $125 for a new Virtual Boy game. And like. I imagine 95% of people who look at that are like, man, that's ridiculous for probably a pretty bad Virtual Boy game. But when you don't get it, where are you going to find Virtual Fishing for the, the Virtual Boy once that sells out? You're not. The latest uh, Virtual Boy homebrew, I believe, is Hamburgers en Route to Switzerland, which is a port of a homebrew Game Gear shooter. $125 in UncleTusk.com, guys. You want to have an obscure it. game that no one else has? Get hamburgers on route to Switzerland for the Virtual Boy. $125. The title is worth $125 alone. Guaranteed. Sorry, no it's one called has Hamburgers it. on Route to Switzerland. Is that what it is? Hamburgers on Route to Switzerland. It is a food based space shooter. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. <laughs> Sounds awesome. You you can go, you could spend $750 right now on Virtual Boy games that you've never heard of. Anyway, that's. I probably won't do that. That's I what mean, it. Sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> Does it? You kept your Virtual Boy set? Uh, no. No, I didn't. Oh, well, it sounds like something you wouldn't do then. Well, you don't know. You don't know what I do. Uh, you're right. All right. Well, I mean, f- the rest of the episode, I wanted to talk about Super Rare Game Shorts, but you guys just wanted to laugh at how emotional I got about it. I mean, it's I'm, pretty I'm funny. I'm sorry. What should, we, what should we say about I know, I know. I know. I like, know. they're cowards. Yeah. Uh, I put limited rare games on here as E3. They took their Twitter offline for a couple days, I think. That's just some stupid stunt from a company that is definitely limited run games, pretending not to be limited run games. Nintendo guys. Did uh, any well, yeah, Nintendo let's, let's... announce anything that seemed collectible? Uh, Yeah, I mean, there, there was a few things. Uh, I would like to say that I called that Zelda Game & Watch before it ever got here. So I I think that's uh, on record on one of the episodes. So hooray for me. But boo on them for just using the same shell, basically, and format that they had last time and not making it look like the original one. What? Do you know how many they're going to sell? They are going to sell pallets and pallets. So many. It's only 50 bucks. Like, it probably cost them $5 to make it. But, like, $50 for this stupid piece of shelf candy, pretty reasonable thing that everyone is going to buy. I'm gonna yes. buy it. I think did I yeah. did they go for pre order? I might have already bought one. They they already went up for pre order, and a lot of places already sold up, sold out. But that wasn't the hot seller. the The hot seller was um, I don't know if you got to see this, Stefan, but Metroid Dread, the 2.5D shooter. Mm-hmm. They did a special edition of it, and it sold out in like minutes everywhere. Every time it released, uh, it is already up on eBay for people scalping it for like hundred and eighty dollars. It was like so, an eighty-five dollar special edition. So you're telling me that that Nintendo created uh, manufactured scarcity? Oh yeah, that's weird, right? You've never heard that's of them doing that. No, they, yeah, Johnny, no, that's, that's, Stephen, they don't do that. They just don't they, do that. They they make enough for everyone to get one and definitely not drive hype at this thing that definitely wasn't an E3 announcement. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I wish I got I, I was not able to get a pre order, but I, I like I'm I, I wasn't on the button like watching this live. I was or, in the middle of meetings. Yeah. Um. So this what is it? Was it ninety? I think it's ninety dollars for limited edition, and it's like it's like horrible. It's like a big it's box. So, this, I'm gonna say. Well, it's kind of steel book. Oh it's kind of steel book. It's a big box with a steel book and like an art book for an extra thirty dollars. It like. From that sense, like just nothing about it looks worth it. I don't think the box is very attractive. It's not an extremely big box or anything, uh, but it is a Metroid game, so you know I got to go get it. Yep, and it is selling routinely for that, like that one eighty to the two hundred mark. They also released a two pack of Amiibos, which immediately sold out, which is crazy because Amiibos haven't been sell- selling out at all, and then suddenly these two sold out. It's a uh, a two pack of. Uh, Samus in the in that suit and E M M I and the interesting the, the thing they said about this series of games not the Amiibos but that this is a continuation of Metroid Fusion so this is in line with those yes it is actually a continuation of the mainline story yep I also heard uh, or there was a the quote from the from the game director that said that. Uh, this was going to be the conclusion of Samus's storyline with the Metroids. Okay, think- whatever, guy. <laughs> I mean, sure, I mean, but then right Metroid. after this comes out, Metroid Prime Four is coming out. So, right, but that's not mainline story. That's I'm, like that's Prime story. I know, mm-hmm. but still, I know. But Samus can't be done with Metroids. The game is called Metroid. That's like saying Superman's gonna die to me. Like there's. <laughs> Like I'm, the game, I'm, like I'm just saying, is the next it. Metroid game going to be called Samus, and she's not fighting Metroids? Would you put that past Nintendo? Um, no, they would make. I I believe they would make something called New Metroid, and for some reason, it doesn't have Metroids. <laughs> that sounds like something Nintendo would do. Well, I I think Nintendo's suddenly going to become very woke. And uh, Samus is now, they're going to make a new one, and they're going to reboot it, and Samus is going to be a man. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that, John. <laughs> it, oh, can be, it can, can be a continuation of that Deke uh, television show uh, pitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a joke because everyone gets mad at like woke culture and Samus is already late. Like, clearly that's not going to happen. That's a joke. It's a I'm... joke on the idea that that, you know, people get mad about gender swaps, which I, I don't care about at all. I hate I that she has, I, I seriously hate that she has the fusion suit. I think the fusion suit is, I liked fusion, but the suit is f***ing ug- ugly as sin. And uh, and that, that was the one thing. When I saw that she wasn't wearing the, like, the Super Metroid suit or some permutation of it, I was very sad. I'm fine with it because you know you're going to get new suits. This is just know. the one you're starting out in. And because it's a direct continuation to fusion, this is just the one you're in now. This is just the one, uh, the marking on the box. We got plenty of other Samus's in the, in the Super Metroid or the Prime suit. I, I'm more than fine with this. And, uh, you know, they can release a Smash Brothers update, and now you can play in the Fusion suit. Hooray. You might even already be able to do that. Don't at me, Smash Brothers people. I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> I just, I hope this isn't new Super Metroid U. Because Metroid, Super Metroid, and Metroid Prime, maybe a little bit less on Fusion were all like groundbreaking games. They were all something completely different. And you could say Super Metroid is just an iteration on Metroid, but Metroidvania is called that. It's basically Super Metroidvania because Met- Super Metroid is really the one that uh that brought yes. the genre in not I don't know if the, it came into existence with it. But um 
it right now it literally just looks like 2.5d super metroid but maybe there is more to it than that maybe i you know i'm here for it i i hope they i hope they make it good i i'm worried it won't be good but i'm not that worried because they there's not really a metroid game it was game announced bad. for the nintendo ds in like 2006 yeah. or something yeah, the only one that was like super bad was the Metroid what what was it even called? Metroid Wii, the you know the one other where M? Samus has yeah, other M. Uh, yeah. I mean that doesn't even count. That's like Metroid Prime Pinball. It's such a spin-off that like no one would even count that. It, um that and Metroid there was Federation that, or whatever. Yeah, I was I was going to say the Federation one was awful. Metroid Prime yeah. Federation Force was that what it was called? Yeah, something like that. I mean that. those those are such those don't spin-offy count. things. I mean, they they, they, they that, came out and said, so they also can't, they basically, they scrapped and restarted Metroid Prime 4, right? Like Nintendo, did. it doesn't seem like they want to release a bad Metroid game. And they're coming out, and not only is this a game that has like technically been in existence for 15 years, I'm sure it's been restarted multiple times, uh, but they came out and they're like, yeah, this is Metroid 5, first game in 20 years, first like actual Metroid game in 20 years. So that's what does give me confidence in it. Yeah, and also Fusion was great, and Metroid, the the remake was so good. Like Metroid Zero, those they were great. I'm Zero I'm mix. super excited for this. You're continuing me from right there. Awesome, please do. I know you don't like it because it's two point five D, but I I imagine collectors. Uh, I mean, we already know collectors are going crazy, or scalpers are. Um, it, the scalper thing is a little bit sad. It... I'll end up paying more than MSRP for it just because it's a, a Metroid game if I have to. I don't know if this is going to be one of those things where it's like Breath of the Wild Master Edition where they made a lot of them. They sold out immediately. And then I was just kind of like looking for a, a couple months like, are they going to be in stock? Are they going to be in stock? Not realizing like, no, they're not going to be in stock. Um, or if it'll be more like the Breath of the Wild Special Edition, which was more possible to get. But like, if I have to spend like $120 on this, I guess I'll I'll do it for the Metroid. Uh, I am the biggest Metroid fan on the show, Johnny. Shut your stupid <laughs> mouth. Get out of here with that nonsense. Uh, you know, Metroid Dread, it's going to have a lot of Metroid-style games to compete with. Uh, Axiom Verge 2, game we brought up at the beginning of the show. Uh, there are a lot of games like Super Metroid that basically are trying to copy Super Metroid. So if this comes you know off as just Axiom uh, Verge doesn't have for it going for it, Samus, Metroid, the title, yes, all, all the uh, everybody else is a pretender. All those other games have to worry. Metroid doesn't have to worry. Uh, people, people really like like Hollow Every, Knight and all those games. Sure, Metroid, Metroid is the thing. Everything else isn't. It is developed by Mercury Steam, which I know nothing about other than that they, they made Samus Returns, which I didn't play, that's, so I have no really all you need concept of how good they are at making Metroid games. You should play Metroid Returns. Uh, great. Or Samus Returns. Sorry. Whatever they called it. All right. I'll buy it the after the show. Remake. Remind me to buy it after the show. I think there was something else I have to buy after the show, the Mega Man game. Let's go. Let's go spend money. Yep. I already, I already bought a couple limited run games while we were talking about limited run. Oh my god! <laughs> save it for save it for after the show, you weirdo. Uh, save it I'm, for what are you buying, Stefan? I'm telling you, I only ever buy video games when I'm recording this podcast. Uh, did you buy the Zelda Game and Watch yet? No. Well, go buy it. 
but I won't have to because if it's anything like the Mario game and watch, then it's there's going to be forty of them sitting on the shelves forever. Oh, well, yeah. maybe maybe this won't be like that. Maybe it'll be the the overcorrection where they make a bunch less and they don't right. Like they're just not around. And then so if you missed it, now they're going to be a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. No one take mm-hmm. that advice. That is a joke. Uh, can you still buy the Mario Game & Watch? Like, they made... Yes. Those were Dude. in stock. I was really yeah. surprised. I thought, like, Game & Watch, like, who wants a Game & Watch? Um, there are at least there are at least 10 at my Target. You could just go to Target or... There's new ones. They're on Amazon for $44, less than MSRP. Crazy. Um, anything you know like... what's the- crazy is there's, like, 10 at my Target as well, Stefan. That is crazy. Wow. It's almost like we have the same target. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was that was the joke for all our listeners at home. All right, so this is Nintendo, guys. Were there any other uh, collectible seating things from Nintendo? I, I mean, mean, they did announce a bunch more, of games, but there, there's more Mario coming. Look, it, you know what it's like talking about a Nintendo announcement. Hey guys, Nintendo's making stuff, so just open up your wallets because we know that's how it does with Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, but like regular Switch games, like, yeah, great. Just go buy all them. Even, like, I don't play the Switch and I buy all the the Nintendo Switch games. I bought the Pokemon Snap I got. I will get this new Mario Party. Can we talk? So, all right, let me complain. You want to talk about the compilations? Because that's like. Like, half of what they're releasing is compilations. There's a new Mario Party, but it's just like compilations of old minigames. Didn't they do that? Didn't they do that on, like, the 3DS? They made, like, the Top 100 or whatever that game was called. And then a new Advance Wars game, but it's really just the first two games remastered. New Monkey Ball game. It's No, 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 no. They're not remastered. They're rebuilt from the ground up. Rebuilt from the ground up with the same maps and the same unit types? Guess what, Johnny? I don't play Advance Wars for the f***ing engine. I play it for the puzzle of playing a war game. No, you play it for the (laughs) engine. Graphics are the thing. The... I, I, I didn't even look at what the new Advance Wars looks like, but Advance Wars' graphics are f***ing perfect. How could they improve them? I don't... Look, I, I don't know. Uh, I am happy that more people are going to get to play Advance Wars. Sure. I'm, I'm going to look right now. They made a 3D. I'm f***ing out, Johnny. That, honestly, it, it looks pretty attractive for a, a 3D game. It's still got a very nice, uh, simple style, but still. Advance Wars hey, is perfect. Johnny. Did not need to be remastered. Johnny. What's up, Stefan? The Zelda Game & Watch, does it count? Yeah, it does. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Does it it counts a... in the Game & Watch collection. <laughs> oh, well, can, uh, speaking of that, um, I would call the Zelda Game & Watch, like, maybe the most iconic Game & Watch. Probably Donkey Kong is the most iconic Game & Watch. But on the actual Zelda Game & Watch, you can't play Zelda Game & Watch, which probably would have taken them like five minutes to implement. So I can't imagine why they didn't do that. Can't but, you, uh, didn't they uh, add something in there where you can play it and play as Link finally? Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Johnny, what are you talking about? Oh, wow. This Game & Watch actually has... Uh, a, this is actually kind of cool. It's got Zelda, oh, Zelda yeah. 2, and Link's Awakening. And it's got the Game & Watch classic Vermin, now starring Link. That's not the Zelda oh. Game & Watch game. Oh, okay. It's got Why Vermin. can't I play okay. the Zelda yeah, yeah, Game yeah. & Watch game? Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, these I, are, I mean, for 50 bucks, like, literally, they can put out as many of these Game & Watches as they want. I'll play Link's Awakening on this thing. No problem. 
I will play Link's Awakening on f***ing anything. Uh, Link's Awakening you ever the see, best you, game you, on you the You see Dolby how they got... You see somebody got Doom running on a pregnancy test? I'd play Link's Awakening on a pregnancy test. That would be very difficult, I feel like. <laughs> um, what were we talking about, Johnny? I don't know. I'm still coping with the idea that somebody played Doom on a pregnancy <laughs> test. I mean, they, they, I don't know that they're playing it, but they got it running. That's, 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 that's the classic trope, right? That you can get Doom to run on uh, anything. If I had Someone to guess, I, they were using it as a display and the inputs were coming from somewhere else. Is that what happened? I'm not sure. All right. I just, I saw a thing about it and I didn't read it, of course, because that would be too much work. <laughs> Um, oh, we're talking there's about remakes, Johnny. Yeah, we're talking about compilations. There's the Mario Party one, there's the Advanced Wars, and there's one more compilation coming out. Johnny, Super Monkey Ball. Woo, in, I hate that stupid game. It's a compilation, a compilation of Super Monkey Ball 1, 2, and Deluxe. F***ing Super Monkey Ball Deluxe is a compilation of levels from Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2. So you could just say... We're remastering Super Monkey Ball Deluxe because that's got all the levels in it anyway. God damn it, Johnny. Super there Monkey is Ball nothing to what? like about Super Monkey Ball. Super Monkey Ball is hot garbage. You know I don't like Super primate games. Super Monkey amazing. No, I the- do not like games with monkeys, right. apes, primates. I'm out. We I have don't... had this discussion before. You know I don't do this. Plus, that stupid yellow box for the GameCube is... Dumbass price. I want nothing to do with Super Monkey Ball titles. They're cancer. No. Out. Stefan, are you going to... Can want. we disagree with that? Are you on team Super Monkey Ball as an amazing game? I mean, I'm not a fan of Super Monkey Ball just because, because what it... Trash. Like, the, the pain that it caused me when I was doing the GameCube set. Oh, okay. Anyway. Trash. There are two uh, also good it's, Super it's Monkey all, Ball Also, games. it's everywhere. It's released on everything. 100%. Super Monkey Ball is a trash well, whore port game. The GameCube version is better. Uh, I, I, you say I trash think there's an input lag thing that yeah, makes trash the Trash whore port worse. game. That's a, a new quote. Nice. TWPG. Yep. <laughs> there are two good Super Monkey Ball games. Super Monkey Ball and Super Monkey Ball 2, which just happened to be the first two games they ever made 15 years ago. And they keep coming out with these bull versions, even Super Monkey Ball Deluxe, which is a good game, but it's mostly just the levels from the first two games. And then all these other banana blitz, step and roll garbage, Super Monkey Ball Jr. All the level design in that game is way worse. It's not just that they have bullshit control schemes, which they do, but the <laughs> levels like they, the first two games have extremely difficult and precise levels. And just the levels in the later games, they're like, ah, people might fall off the edge. We better put like uh, like little bumps on the edges so it's harder to fall off. When the whole point of Monkey Ball is it's f***ing hardcore and it does not look hardcore. Look, it's just a sad, it's a sad marble madness, which is just a sad version of Labyrinth. I- I'm not interested in these. <laughs> oh my God. Monkey Ball Johnny, is so you, much more you, than Marble uh... Madness. Marble Madness is garbage. That's not true. I like Marble Madness. Have you noticed that Tyler's angst this episode is like a little above a little above average? It's Ethan. It is a lot like, to be emotional about. He's like he's like raging over. There's a lot of off mic screaming going on, <laughs> and uh, yeah. It, and where is Super Monkey Ball Three? 
and it doesn't matter. So this like some speedrunner or someone way into Monkey Ball. There's this game called Rolled Out on Steam. It's twenty bucks. They literally copied the physics and art style of Super Monkey Ball, and they're just making the Super Monkey Ball three. Uh, so, so he's like, angry. I got what I want. So he's angry about weird, and then also angry at us for not being as angry about weird. Does it um, seem to you like he's taking my place? I don't know. I, I did not expect Johnny to be angry about you know, Super Monkey Ball. I, I went away yeah. for a little bit and I came back and shit's weird, man. I'm not I'm not going to lie. You it's know, weird. it's like, I think he's trying to hurt me. He knows how much I hate monkeys. I, I forgot. I should have harped on Advance Wars because we, we all love Advance Wars. He, like, even though that the, the art style and everything in that game is fine. And I think we have enough Advance Wars games. It's not like I've been dying for another Advance Wars game. You should have been. All right. What's uh this has been like a crazy week for people trying to cash in on the retro scene. What are mm-hmm. t- tell me about some other things that are trying to cash in <laughs> on uh people who spend $10,000 on old games. Tell me more. This no. All right, so the next one on our list, uh I put Intellivision Amico question mark. Is there anything to talk about with the Intellivision Amico? This is not a console for collectors. Um it is a console that appeals to Guys in their 50s who are just like the biggest in television diehards who think it can work, who think that there is a market of like families who are like, man, video games Moon are- Moon Patrol! Vi- yeah, video games are too complicated. We could really use a console where people can use their phones as controllers. It's like, no, t- Jimmy wants to play Fortnite on f***ing Xbox. What are you talking about? So they basically, they didn't show anything as far as I could tell. It's just a bunch of repurposed old footage- and they have a bigger stage because they're at E3, even though I don't know who would go out of their way to watch this. I was talking to a guy the other day. Uh, it was actually some random guy who was installing something in my house. But he was talking about his, uh, We were he was asking for game recommendations for his kids. And they were like, uh, I think like between like seven and nine. And, and Mario Odyssey came up and he had said that he didn't think that uh, he could get his kids to play a Mario game because they're already on like the GTAs and they're already on the stuff like that, you know? So it's like, yes, I agree. There's no, there's no families that are pining for, you know, know, joystick and single button control. There are definitely guys who will try to force their families to, because they have the nostalgia for the original in television. Um, But I mean, there's nothing, I'm not, not to talk about it from the gameplay sense specifically, but yeah, it's just a bunch. It's a bunch of phone-looking games. Their games really don't look high quality. Their one marquee exclusive game is that they have a new Earthworm Jim game, and they've shown nothing of it other than that the original team is working on it. So, what I did want to talk about, uh, Tommy Tallarico had a sort of throwaway line that physical media is coming for all you collectors. Except this is a video game console that does not have any way to accept physical media. When the Intellivision Amico was originally announced, I don't remember the specifics. They said something like, you will be able to buy an empty box to represent the game. It's like something like that. You'd be able to buy like maybe a little collector's tchotchke box, but it wouldn't actually have the game. So the worst thing ever. But he mentioned that again, and he said the words physical media. So maybe there will be, like, RFID games coming to this console that only has phone games that cost $10 or less. I'm not sure. Is that interesting? Given your reactions, I take it not. If the Intellivision Amico comes out, and I think that's still up in the air, 
And it has weird RFID physical media. And it's not just like a download RFID. If it has the game on a card that can transfer to this, even when Intellivision goes out of business, I think is this is going to be like one of the most obscure video game consoles ever made. Speaking of obscure video con- video game consoles, have we heard anything about the that other one that actually like took everyone's money and the, the modular one? I'm the forgetting. The called Yeah, Polymega. Poly- thank yeah. you. Yeah, I don't know. I was actually, it's funny you mentioned that because this also made me think of Polymega. So yeah, I was yeah, looking I mean, it up to see if there's been any announcements. It, it keeps saying that uh, pre-orders after January 21st or 24th, 2021 are estimated to ship in Q3 2021. But I don't know anyone who's taken delivery. So I was going to go to YouTube to see if anyone has done a review of this. I know that there's a lot of like, or not a lot, but there are like the the like diehard um, uh, social influencers got like essentially like r- review a, kits or whatever. They got like a unit that I think didn't it get like passed around though. Like I did, I don't think they got to keep that unit. I think they had to like play it and ship it around. I thought. I'm I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what that was. The last video I'm seeing. It was like three months ago. Um, I'm looking at the news on polymega.com and uh, one of their most recent news posts is important update for Walmart customers. If you pre-ordered on walmart.com, cancel your pre-order and order with us for a $50 discount. Wow. <laughs> Meaning uh, Walmart might be screwing them. So they're trying to screw that Walmart. doesn't sound f-ing shysty at all. That that, really that's funny. an old news post. That news post is how old? Yeah, it's from January. But I mean, with projects like these, what do you expect? Well, I mean, they like it's funny because the last thing they announced, and this goes back to our last episode, Tyler, was the retro gun controller mm-hmm. that's available for pre-order. But like, what is that? So does is that just like a light gun that only? Yeah, it only works with it, Polymega. So yeah, it's but it'll play Saturn games, PS One. So it'll take the place of a of a Justifier, a Stunner, a Gun Con, a Super Scope, a Menacer, or a Zapper. Hmm. But it doesn't say anything about a light phaser. Sorry for those Sega people who who added us about why we didn't talk about the Sega light gang, the Sega Master System light gun games, largely because uh, we didn't even think to think about it because <laughs> that's where Sega Master System is in our hearts. I am I am watching a oh I guess it's a Polymega like TikTok or something where they're showing uh, the light gun in use and it actually looks like it's working pretty well yeah i'm sure that would be great if the system is real i i want this to be real Mm -hmm. i i I want a system to play my saturn games on my modern tv so i don't have to slum about uh with like scart and all this other i don't want to do that i just want to be able to plug a system into my main tv you know me I'm, i'm not looking for a pixel perfect representation uh you know i don't need it to be the best thing ever i just if if i want to play real quick want to be able to plug something in sure without uh having to have like a a giant setup uh somewhere because i just don't have the room yeah this is uh yeah i I didn't know about this this it seems interesting if it works um because all the light guns that it's emulating uh are based on slightly different technology as far as i know because uh it would be very interesting if it did all that yeah like the yeah. zapper basically looks for those white squares and i think the super scope does something where it, like when you shoot it it actually knows uh like what scan line is being drawn on the screen somehow so uh all right well 
when uh, this is only 3D renders, and when I looked up more news about it, there's a Facebook post where it's like, if you buy two, you get 10% off. And the top comment's like, I give up. I'm, I'm skipping this after the Walmart fiasco. So uh, when this is more than a 3D render, maybe we'll look at this again. I just want to know what this system is. What's supposed to be out? Like, what is the status of this? If I can't look at their webpage and find out anything, then where am I supposed to go? How am I supposed to trust that this is a thing? Hey, Polymega people, uh, reach out to us. Let, let us know what the hell is going on with your system. Do at us. Normally we say don't. Yeah, do at us. we don't. Do at Please us. do. Because I would love for this. And people have had review units that they played, and, like, it looked good. I... I don't understand what's going on. I, I want the thing that it does. So, uh, who knows? Johnny, get who a knows, CRT. Guys. Go to your thrift store. No, I'm not getting a CRT. <laughs> I do not want one. Every like, I had a few people get really mad that I did not have a CRT. So I thought that. So, was you, weird. so you bought like, one from me? No, no, like a proper CRT. They oh, like, like they didn't take into account that I, I actually have something better sitting I, here you have a very nice pvm i know because it, it was mine i know it's <laughs> i so everyone's like you don't have a cv crt i'm like well i do have a pvm like so can't can we relax for a second and it's set up and if you look at pictures of of my game room like when there's a picture of it you see the pvm sitting there and a, and a sega saturn and a turbo duo sitting under it because uh, that's how i play those Speaking of old things, Johnny, uh, we're getting into the oh, dregs whoa. of E3 here. Yeah, that's a dick thing to say. Gosh, yeah, geez, damn. <laughs> uh, arcade One I, Up. Uh, they're they're making pinball machines now. I don't know if that's actually oh, this a new is, they made these for you. They this sure did. A product aimed at me. Me loving uh, digital pinball that's in the form of a cabinet for a, no reason other than to be incredibly inconvenient. And then they also announced Simpsons Arcade, which might be one of the games people want, might want to own more. I I guess I, I don't like Arcade One Up. I think they're incredibly expensive. I don't know what you guys think. Simpsons. Uh, uh, it doesn't have a lot of good home ports, so I guess this is kind of that. It came out on DOS, but I don't know that there's been a console port since. It amuses Here's... me that the retail for that game, uh, I paid less for for my like actual four player <laughs> like stand up upright of the like the actual game. What how uh, much is the what's the MSRP of that? 5.99. Oh, what the f Are you kidding me? I'm right, right? I think that it's That's nuts. Think, I'm pretty sure it's 5.99. So guys, I I don't understand the the one up craze. I don't I don't know? either. I 100% uh, do not. I I get wanting like a little mame system. I but why don't you just get a MAME system or turn the the one you like with the art best into a MAME system? I don't... There's just a lot of better ways to do it. And, like, all I see is videos of, like, how to spend $300 to make these things better. So just maybe just start there and not, not go with the one-ups. Yeah. It's just I, a lot I, of room. I, I've seen, like, Tyler and I, I think we talked on an episode, what, like a couple weeks maybe months ago now where uh, it was just like rooms full of the one up arcade things. And we were just like, that's a little sad. They're like at the prices they're at now. I, I like, I'm sure that the arcade market is just as crazy as all the other collectibles, but like maybe they're half the price of a nice arcade game. So instead of having a room of four arcade one ups, you could have two 
nice arcade games. And I just, I, I hate the size of them. All the pictures of them are like these forced perspective things to make them look like arcade cabinets, but they're way smaller than arcade cabinets. Yeah, I was right. It was it's six hundred fucking dollars. Oh my god, that's and and so- honestly, like the four player ones look really bizarre too because they need to give the extra space for the. I mean, not that the 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 control panels weren't big on the actual units, but like they're like comically big on these. Like they just look like they have wings. Uh, and even even with the space, at least I know on the turtles one when I played it, um, you can't really. Uh, put four adults on one of these things. Like, why like, would you want to? And why would you want to? And Stefan, you're never going to. So it doesn't matter. Your three friends are never going to come over to play your six hundred dollar Simpsons arcade tiny arcade cabinet. If they released <laughs> it on Xbox Live Arcade for fifteen dollars, yeah, three people would come over and grab an Xbox controller and play through Simpsons with you. I, I, I don't. Obviously. Yeah, we we are definitely not the market. Yeah, I know. I, we could complain about this forever. What is there's a I'm I'm on the arcade one up website. Atari Mini Pong Junior. There's a tabletop Atari Pong game. It looks like the size of an iPad, and it's one hundred fifty dollars. Uh, can you explain the pinball thing to me though? I I don't understand. Okay, like so. doesn't shrinking the table down just like change the physics? Is it a smaller ball? What the hell is going on there? Well, it looks like they're doing digital pinball. Um, and I don't know oh, a lot so about the the modern digital pinball. I think Zen Pinball actually got the license to all of the uh, Williams pinball, like all the big Williams pinball thing. Uh, Williams would be like Medieval Madness, Monster Bash, all the most popular 90s games, which used to be owned by the pinball arcade guys. And they just, they remade all the same games over again. Digital pinball is not good. Take it from uh, the biggest pinball fan all of us have pinball machines, um, and Johnny's a bigger fan of digital pinball. You could take a full-sized pinball cabinet and turn it into a digital pinball cabinet, and it's it's not good. And I play them at shows, because if you go to a pinball convention, there will be dealers trying to sell you on their $5,000 digital pinball cabinet. Part of playing an actual pinball machine, like, you move your head around, and, like, it's a, it's a 3D little play field, and, you know, there's perspective to that. When you're looking at a flat screen at a at like a set angle, everything about it just feels wrong and weird. Nothing about it feels like an authentic pinball machine just because you're standing up and playing it, let alone like the physics and all that that don't work because it's not a physical thing you can really move around, no matter how many accelerometers and crap they add to it. And I, they're obviously not going after an enthusiast market with something like this, but um, I would still say... $600 for a digital pinball, a tiny digital pinball thing, good chunk of change you could spend towards a real pinball machine. Agree. And uh, I, I'm not anti-digital pinball. I just think uh, literally playing it on my iPad with my fingers on the touchscreen is a better experience than standing up at a full-sized $5,000 digital pinball machine. I don't know if that's a controversial opinion, but... Uh, I don't know. I'll say I bought a digital pinball machine and returned a digital pinball machine. Oh, as you returned it? Because it was like, it was not as promised. You know, it didn't, it it controlled very poorly. The lag was so great that it was unplayable. And I like like Zen Pinball and Pinball Arcade on the Xbox and have been playing them forever. I like them very much. So this was supposed to bring that kind of experience to 
a machine and uh, it didn't. So I, I, I think it's, it's interesting that, that they're trying it. They've got a star Wars one, a Marvel one and attack from Mars. And they look terrible. I just no. The this is what pinball machines look like, Johnny. They they look like a bunch of copy pasted bullshit. This is just no. How it just is. the layout. The layout of the top is terrible. So like where the DMD is and stuff, like oh. all that just looks. Yeah, like the, it looks pretty cheap, but it's an arcade yeah. one up thing. I mean, the, you're getting two screens in here. I'm not saying like it's a good value, but yeah, I wouldn't I, expect I mean, this to look like the perfect fit and finished thing that you're expecting from a real pinball machine. You know, I'm a. I'm a sucker for anything Star Wars, right? Like, you could get me. You could definitely get me with this. And again, I, I just look at this and th think, if it's good, then why wouldn't I just buy a MAME version where I could play all of them and not be stuck with this thing, like with these horrible graphics on it? It's just, just no. It's it is weird that you get you basically are buying a digital pinball machine and you could only ever play like whatever 10 games that they give you or eight games yeah um, if i for, could get more games uh, like, if you're buying their whole 600 hundred dollar get up like at a dlc store or something it's ridiculous to make you buy multiple of these to play more games yep yeah this was 550 at walmart's out of stock people bought all of them i guess so good on you people yeah this i mean we're not the people for it I know. We I we're, aren't I'm harping on something that is 100% not for me, but that's what but I do on the show. Am, when we talk like, about I am games. like Steph, Stephens, and you have both seen me. I like the digital pinball machines. I like the mm -hmm. one where it's upright, like almost an arcade machine, because yeah. I don't need all. Like, I give me a different experience. If it's going to be a digital pinball machine, give me something that a regular pinball machine can't do. Um, and I, I like the one where they put the kind of screen up and made it like the the form factor of a slim arcade machine. That was great. I was like, okay, cool. This doesn't take up half my living room. That would be perfect. Yep. I've played those at conventions too. I, I honestly, they look so cool that I like, man, do I want one of these? And then I play it and it's like that little bit of lag in between the controls, which is just going to be inherent to any LCD. Uh, I hate that. I, yeah, um, me too. But the form factor is cool. The, the physics are weird because it's, it's a pinball table with regular physics that you're playing in this like vertical orientation, yeah. which is a little weird too. It's a little weird, but I mean, I like that. It's not the same thing, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm saying this is a different experience. Give me a different experience. And then That's those, okay. those yeah. are also MAME cabinets. So there, there'll be like yeah. a really tall MAME cabinet that also has digital pinball, which is a much right. more sensible way to do that. I think. And the other cool thing about those ones. So if you're playing, uh, shooters, like shmups that have, you know, the vertical uh, availability you can play. It's great for vertical shooters. So it's another good thing you can do on those. I, I mean, I've, I've been close to buying one of those a few times. All right. But Go that, get one. And then I'm gonna, of, I want to come over to your house one of these, one of these days, Johnny, when, when I can get over to Simi Valley and then I'll complain about it. It's just a little just bit of lag. Well, it's like you said, stuff. it's that lag, right? Like I can't deal with that little bit of lag. It, I mean, I'm sure you grow, grow used to it, but it, it's annoying. Also, uh, just a quick Polymega update. I, I've seen videos from like two weeks ago, guys opening up uh, controllers and like talking about it. So I want to watch one of these videos and see if someone actually has one and not just opening up Polymega controllers. Because it's a lot easier to turn out a controller than it is a working retro system. Uh, it sure is. Um, anyway, anything interesting right. for me three guys? 
no, this E3 was, you know, I, I think it had a lot for collectors. It, it had some, had some like touch, touchstone moments where people were like, oh, this is a thing I'm buying and I'm excited about that weren't like triple uh, A titles. I, I'm more interested in the like retro, you know, or sequel stuff than I am like some new, you know, top tier IP that they're releasing. You know, and 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 just because you know it's they put out stuff that's not for us doesn't mean that it's not for other collectors that you know of the community, right? No like, one should I'm like sure anything we don't like. There's there's tons of people who I'm sure are f- clamoring for most of that limited run stuff. I know I'm, someone what? someone like unsubscribed to us because we were like Axiom Verge two. Eh, I mean, all right, and someone got mad and unsubscribed. It, it's it's fine. Uh, you know, th- this is a. Uh, a show where we have opinions about things. It doesn't mean everyone's going to agree. Um, all right, let's. Uh, we've been talking about this stuff. I, I think uh, in a mildly interesting way for a bit, but maybe it's time to move on. All okay. right, Johnny, we're on to uh, collect. What's the what's the thing you're most excited for from this whole episode, Johnny? One last thing, because you sounded like you were buying a bunch of the retro limited run game stuff. I'm buying. Look, Castlevania, Castlevania Rondo of Blood, Stefan. I, I went uh, as we were sitting here. I bought the Castlevania collection. Uh, both you know both of these I bought just like whatever the regular PS4 copy because that's what I have most of my, my most of my limited run stuff is, is the uh, the PS4. collection was before but, E3. Yeah, just oh no, I'm just saying what I bought today was the 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 collection, and then I also bought um, Johnny talked me into the the um, zombies uh, compilation. On all Switch. right, that's, that's <laughs> the most exciting. I mean, you are a zombies ate my neighbors kind of guy. I am. I have all the art from Nintendo Power, and yeah, I am. Uh, I will say, if if Super Rare Games did not get rid of their horrible releases, that would obviously have been my most excited in an ironic way. Um, I'm just going to say Metroid Dread Limited Edition. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's Metroid. It, like, if it actually turns out to be kind of limited, like, all right, I guess it might be somewhat collectible in the future. As far as playing, I'm super interested in playing Metroid Dread. That That's like the thing I want to play the most of everything that was said and the thing I will play on day one. I mean, for me too, probably, I mean, I'm not looking to play anything else. So yes, me too. <laughs> uh, I mean, also it comes out in October and right before my birthday. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of there. Like I'll be taking time off and I'll probably beat it in two days. Uh, That's my estimation. Collector's questions, Johnny. Assume. Well, Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Oh, here comes the step in one more thing. Here we go. I'm going to interject here. It is a collector's question that I'm that I'm putting up front because Kate, during this podcast, texted me a question for the podcast and asked if we could answer it on the show. And anytime my girlfriend takes interest in this, I'm going to I'm going to push it as hard as I can. So. So Kate's collector's question is that she is currently playing Final Fantasy X, and she uh, she wants something similar but better at, for her next RPG, and she's asking for recommendations. Similar but better. Final Fantasy XII. Any game, so look for games developed by Americans, Canadians, um, anything but Japanese, because they make really boring and grindy games. <laughs> now, Final Fantasy XII is actually pretty grindy, um, by my standards. I, you know, that's a tough question because I dislike X so very much. 
Yeah, this is actually her one of her favorite Final Fantasy. Seven and ten are her favorite, and yeah. that's basically like that. Final Fantasy is legitimately all she plays. I would say maybe if she likes seven and she likes kind of the aesthetic features of ten, maybe look at Final Fantasy nine. I mean, mm. she played Kingdom Hearts. I do I, like, I have nothing to add for JRPGs. No, I, I don't think so, but she's also not really a Disney kid, so... I'm uh, not a Disney... I don't give a damn about Disney. Kingdom Hearts is awesome, though. Or, like, Persona. Like, they're remaking Persona 3 if she likes, like, modern re-release stuff, right? Aren't they remaking that? Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, I really think if she's in the, the Final Fantasy and kind of what they do... Yeah, uh, she Final likes. Well, she likes the. I think she likes the turn base and being able to like think out her think out her moves, that kind of thing too. Like so. Yeah, so I'd say nine or there's ten x two, which I think people, uh, a, a percentage of people liked better. You know, it did something else for them. Uh, yeah. So maybe like look at that kind of stuff, and also you can get a lot of those on the Switch. I don't know what she's playing on. She's playing on a PS4. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so. Switch is nice because if she's at your house or whatever, she could bring it over, like that experience over and hang out with you. Yep. So Kate came to the experts for a Final Fantasy, a game like Final Fantasy X, and your recommendations are the game that came after Final Fantasy X and the game that came before came Final before Fantasy X. <laughs> Just to be clear, that's your expert recommendation with all your insight. Uh, here, here's the truth. I don't like Final Fantasy X at all. I, I thought well it she's was looking for a game that's better than it so maybe what are the games but, that you better, decided to but, enjoy better, after not enjoying that stop she said better but like yeah similar but better oh my god so uh so i'm assuming and i don't want to sit here and rail on something that she enjoys and be like about it because if she enjoys this i'm just trying to if you came up to me and gave me an honest question it doesn't matter if i don't like the game i know about the game and i've played through it i'm trying to think of what are some of the things she may have liked about it that she could find and enjoy from other other things? Uh, the what was it? Final Fantasy was it fifteen? Came out had a lot of uh, those kind of elements and was a little bit geared in that style and did a lot of the things that people who enjoyed ten liked, which is part of the reason I didn't like it. Uh, also, Final Fantasy it is fifteen, right? That was the recent one, the King's Clave or whatever. All that uh, stupid stuff on PS4. I don't. Know. Anyways, uh, it's the one where you have to fill up your own gas. Yeah, that's the one you hated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hate that so very much. Uh, it's the same reason I hate the Last Jedi because running out of gas is not a thing that makes me interested in a story. Uh, so stop, stop that, everyone, <laughs> everyone, just as a convention, okay, especially people who try to tell me about The Last Jedi and why they don't like it, I'll tell you this very one thing. It doesn't matter all the other dumb shit that happened in the sequel trilogy. Running out of gas in space is not an interesting story. It's not. I like Rain Johnson a lot, but running out of space gas is stupid. That, that's not tension. That's ridiculous. Liquid Schwartz. It, yeah, it's so <laughs> dumb. Just come on. This is what you had? Like, also, it puts... Star Wars, it like puts a very narrow timeline on it, and then that makes the jumps between movies even more preposterous. Just no, mm -mm. stop. Hate it, hate it. Hate well, it. thank you. It's thank it's you dumber for, than uh, a whole fleet of uh, star destroyers popping up from Mexico. Oh, that's pretty dumb, though. <sighs> that is so dumb. It's so, so dumb. dumb. I'm hurt so right dumb. now. I'm it's so, so oh my god, it's, it's so, so dumb. dumb. It's so dumb. It's uh, where where did all the resources come from? Thank you.
Like, well, like, like who? Just, I have a huge logistics problem with that yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. If you've ever watched Clerks and they talk about the logistics of the Death Star, suddenly that conversation starts to play over in my head with these like hundred thousand Star Destroyers that are suddenly there. Here's like, where did they come from? Who did this? Yeah. Were they were they union? Was it slave labor? How was this created? Was it created by space magic? What the f- happened? And how did no one talk about it? Was it all clones? What? And if the emperor is a clone and he's in a newer body, why does he look so much older and worn down? I, it, it, I, I don't. Why I, is he being moved around on a claw machine? We should. We should move. We on. should move on. We should move on. We should move on. Somebody <laughs> move me on, please. Help me. Uh, so th- thank you both for uh, allowing me to um, strengthen my relationship and ask uh, and ask a question. I'm I'm okay. I'm really mad that like three out of the four games we said were other Final Fantasy games when the only thing we had to go on was she only plays Final Fantasy games. All right. You didn't say she played all Final Fantasy games. Why, why is this upsetting you? Because if someone what? says, because I every really like JRPGs, tell me about Bravely Default or something, Legend of Heroes, something that I don't know anything about. I wish it. I need to go play a bunch of JRPGs so I can figure okay, out what, what to hey, recommend help, to Kate. This will this will help. Okay, so we'll just we'll we'll take it to the audience. If anyone else has suggestions for me to give my girlfriend as to what she should play after Final Fantasy X, please at me. Or that is Chrono like Trigger, Final Fantasy X. Yes. All right. Real question. Similar but better. <laughs> real question uh, from the patrons. Oh, so Kate's question's not real? Not yeah, a real question. She thanks. skips the line. Thanks, We're answering questions thanks, from like May right now because we do them chronologically. Um, and we are answering people who like put money behind the show. They 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 said Kate we support even the show. Listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she supports. Me, I've never even so. met her. That's true. That's fair. Well, I mean, you know, I've met Tyler like twice, so whatever. Yeah, that's more times than I met Kate. <laughs> Assume George Lucas challenges Stefan to a lightsaber duel over oh, an extremely no. rare item of pop culture ephemera. What item or items would cause Stefan to accept? And which do you think? Who do you think would be most likely to win? Uh, that's by Divertov. Thank you for that uh, super. Not dumb question. <laughs> okay. I actually have a not dumb answer for this. Oh. Um, so if anyone has been paying attention, um, I, actually, this kind of happened while I was, this would have been on my uh, my uh, buying and playing uh, section. But uh, I recently got two of the covers for, uh, the, the painted covers for the Shadows of the Empire comic book series. Um, I got um, issues four and five out of six i think and then i also have um when i can afford it uh i have reserved uh uh, one of the other covers as well um so i'm gonna have three out of those six covers um one of the ones that i want or the 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 one and two which are the covers that i want the most from that series uh are actually owned by george lucas (laughs) um so uh, it's gonna it's gonna come down to essentially me, George, and one other collector that have uh, the six of these covers. So so yeah, um, I would uh, accept a lightsaber duel with George Lucas over those uh, those two covers of his that I want and he bought uh, before I could get to them. So, and that that is probably what prompted this question because this question again is old. Um, 
I think the answer is uh, I'll take all the fun out of this question. Um, sword battles have an element of strength and dexterity to them. Shut up, Tyler. Due to the nature of lightsabers <laughs> being made of pure energy, even an old man like George Lucas has a chance of causing very significant bodily injury or death to you. Uh, so there is no pop culture ephemera worth a lightsaber battle with George Lucas. Next question. <laughs> Tell us about a game you have in a complete set that's in the worst condition and justify why you haven't acquired a copy in better condition by Daddy Mulk. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah oh Stefan, God. tell us about all the games in your sets. No, 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 I do have one, though. Uh, what's the... Oh, uh, God, why am, I, why am I blanking on it? It's the RPG for... The Japanese RPG for 3DO. It's like the... Lucian's Quest? Yes, Lucian's Quest. Lucian's Quest. So... My uh my box for Lucine's Quest is 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 hammered. It is not. It's one of those boxes where like it's so f***ed up that the box protector is helping keep its shape. Um and but I mean there's not an interesting answer to why I don't buy an, an, a new one. It's f***ing expensive and I don't want to okay. spend $1200. Yeah. To get a to get a better copy. So there you go. So I have uh Lucine's Quest. Uh everything else in that set is actually pretty in in pretty good shape um aside from a, a handful but lucine's quest is like the 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 big expensive one in my 3do set that uh is in pretty pretty rough shape uh but i will not be replacing it because it's goddamn expensive uh that castlevania that you have for the super nintendo also not in good shape hmm <laughs> the true. one from the house fire yes oh yes the one that <laughs> that is true uh, but I do have a different copy of that game. That is not my only copy. So. I don't like buying placeholders um, in general, but like I wouldn't want to buy a crappy condition game just to check the box. Um, not that my standards are like incredibly high. Are you saying you've never done that? Like you don't have an example to answer this question with? The only thing that comes to mind is my loose Hagane, and that's like a B plus, if not like an A minus. So. It's not like up to my label standards. Um, same thing with international superstar soccer. Why am I? Why am I the fat cat when Tyler like excels at calling people pores without like actually saying? I'm talking it. about loose cartridges. It's not <laughs> even like boxed games. You're talking about like Lucian's Quest. It's a game that's like two grand now. Uh, it's like literally, it's just because I can't find them and uh, it's not worth the effort. Like to get a nice Hagane cart, you have to buy it complete in box. And I don't want to spend $1,500, whatever a complete Hagane costs, because uh, the game itself checks the list. Um, I'm not super interested in owning a complete box Hagane because I, I have never played the game. It doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it would be cool um, from a collectible sense to have a game worth $1,500, but I don't want to spend that to get one. Yeah, unfortunately, I have, I have a similar answer uh, for Hagan. I just do this to make Tyler mad. I'm you can't. I've already got mad like twice this episode. I'm done. I'm. I'm. I'm, well, I'm sorry. Twice. Yeah. That's a. <laughs> that was a gross uh, miscalculation. Anyways, yeah. My Hagan is in terrible condition with a terrible label, and I mean, what are you gonna say? I got it when it was like starting to go up, and I was completing Super Nintendo sets. By the time I got back around to it, it was like I don't want to spend more money on this game that I already own. And, like, I'm not that interested in, so no thanks. Another one, um, so Colin 
McRae 2.0 for the GBA. <laughs> oh. Super exciting title. Why won't you upgrade that, Johnny? Just go on eBay. Well, go get because nice I, one. I got it for like $40 complete, and the box is like smushed, but I put it in a box protector, and the box protector is doing all of the work yep. on making that game a game shape. So, yeah, I just said, you know what? This is a terrible garbage game. And it's literally only here to check a box for my OCD and it's doing that just fine. <laughs> so that's why I'm not going to, because my OCD is only about completing the list. It's not about the condition of the items in the list. Especially so at for least a game no one will ever care, but you're never going to post that on Instagram and be like, this is, I got it guys. A yeah. mint Colin McRae rally 2.0. I mean, there's people who will, but that's not going to be me because I don't care. Oh yeah. Is that uh, is that the game that's like uh, the box protector is doing the most work? Is there another game that you come to mind that that uh, that that the box protector is doing more work? You know, I I know there's another one where like it's in the box protector, and if it wasn't, it wouldn't even exist. I think it would fall apart. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I have can't like remember. That, that, the the box for my King Arthur. Or what is that? The 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 one that's, that based off the TV show, the Annex one. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that the, the King box Arthur for 2020 that, like, or whatever. The girl, the girl, like. When it was one of those like, do you have anything else kind of things? And like, I literally watched this woman pull this box out from between couch cushions. It was just so, so wrecked. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, so that box protector is literally holding, making that box hold its shape. Yeah. I think I have like a turbo game like that too, where the, <laughs> it's just like completely trash. The, and yeah. it's like, oh, well, good thing you're in a box protector. Also, pro tip for all those people, if you want to make your collection look nice, and if you've got like a rough game, put it in a box protector, you'll be surprised how much better it looks in a box protector. Totally. Uh, I used to throw games out, uh, or I used to throw boxes out like in the mid-2000s, so I don't have any games being held together by box protectors. Uh, I have a bunch wow. of Atari stuff and like other garbage. I'm just like, this is not in good condition. It just goes in the garbage, because that's, uh, that's how I used to feel about Atari games. I mean that's Still how do. that's how uh, we feel about Atari games now, yeah. Uh, incorrect, but all right. Uh, Want to go on to what are we buying? What are we playing, Stefan? I think yeah, we already heard about what you're buying, um, but I heard you have an update with some other stuff you may have purchased in the past month. You've been gone. I have got I got a lot of stuff. Uh, so yeah, did I I did, I did mention the clay fighter statue right? But that was like in progress at the time. Yep. I think you yeah. know. I think you mentioned that it was coming. Yeah, so I now own that. So there was a there was a one of the players poll uh, winners for um, for Clay Fighter sixty four for Nintendo Power. Um, they uh, won a trip to Interplay to be sculpted as a Clay Fighter, and uh, so they did that. They flew him out. They they sculpted him and one of the Clay Fighter. Uh, uh, fighters as what the the doctor the mad scientist guy i forget his name anyway uh they sculpted him as like a like a they, that the statue is very sizable it's like over over 12 inches i think it's like 16 inches from the from the base um and uh and they sculpted that and i found the guy and lo and behold he's had the damn thing for all this time and uh we made a deal and he shipped it to me and now i i have that statue which is one of my new favorite things i think it's it's so ridiculous that that thing still exists um it's ridiculous that ex it exists and the guy who owns it a statue of himself that he won one of one is like yeah i'll sell that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i can't we were, i would we, never sell that it's so cool well, 
we were we were both very happy with the the deal terms. So um, anyway, uh, and then kind of out of the blue, another kind of exciting find for me was a a, a, a dealer out of Mexico approached <laughs> not a drug dealer, <laughs> an art dealer out of Mexico approached me with uh, five covers for Club Nintendo, the the Mexico version of Nintendo Power. Um, and so now I have some like some, a, a substantial number of covers for uh, for Club Nintendo. And what's actually cool is like three of the five I think I have like the American sister covers. So like I have now the the Spanish and the or uh, and the U.S. version of um, Mickey's Magical Quest, um, Death Valley Rally. Uh, I think there's another one too. Oh, uh, Tiny Tunes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it, that was kind of a cool find. And then the other thing that I found, um, finally was the, um, the mask that they used for the, uh, Dracula's head for the cover of two. It's not the actual prop that they used, but it's the exact same mask that they used. Um, and just call uh, it the was- actual one. Like if anyone's going to believe anyone has that, it'll be you. So you could just be like, yeah, this is the one I'm Stefan Reese. What are you going to doubt me? Yeah, but I've never, <laughs> I've, I mean, I've already, I've already, you know. Uh, I've already said it, so it's. I'm not it's saying fun. to actually commit fraud, Stefan. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think that that's that's uh, some of the big things that I. You know, it's been a few months since I've been here, so it, it a, a lot has gone on. But uh, uh, I mean, I feel like didn't we talk about that? Because you made a video about it, or maybe I just watched the video. I don't know. I think you just watched the video. I did make a video about that, though. So yeah. Um. Did you post those uh, those covers, those Spanish covers somewhere? Because I remember you posted uh, whatever I Fun post, Club News was I, in Canada. I think, I've, I think I've posted two of them on Instagram now. Okay. Yeah, those are that's some good stuff. Yeah. Um, playing, I actually was in, um, I've actually been playing a bunch of Among Us. Uh, yeah, with, what? Without with me? Uh, with, with some coworkers. Huh. Um, and then also, um, <laughs> randomly, a couple people on my team uh, still play EverQuest, and so I I dusted off my EverQuest account, and I've been playing EverQuest with them too. So that's kind of fun. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Now, Tower, tell us what you bought and what you played. Uh, Johnny, I'm going to eBay to see if I have something that people will actually be interested in. Um, no, no, doesn't matter. Tell us okay, about the I, what, I, did I mention an Atari game? I got only. a. Uh, I just got in the mail today. Mega Mania on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, the first appearance of Mega Man. I will never stop making that joke. Uh, Love be- it. <laughs> um, if you don't get the joke, it's because Mega Mania has Mega Man in it. I know, I know. Very obvious joke. There was someone who didn't get it. Um, it's a it's a basic space shooter for Atari. I like it. I played it for the first time on Xbox 360 of all things when Atari started releasing Atari games on Xbox 360. Um, and then I got the original Unreal for PC, which has gone up in price tremendously. Um, but I got a very nice copy of that. Uh, while I was shopping for that, I learned that there are dozens with an S, dozens of variants of the original Unreal. Um, so I kind of just gave up and I just bought one of them, the one I remember as a kid. Um, some cool stuff I got, Johnny, that is not from America. Uh, I got the oh. PC-88 version of Snatcher, which is the original release of Snatcher. Good. Um, which Goodbye. Is, yeah, it's some good stuff. And uh, I got the Chrono Trigger. I believe the uh, the name it says on the box is the 
Chrono Trigger trial version sample ROM, which is essentially a, a Chrono Trigger demo for the Super Famicom. And it comes in like its own little fancy kind of plain Chrono Trigger box. It's a version of the game. It comes with three preset save points. Why would anyone on Earth demo an RPG? I don't know. But uh, I mean, it was a very hyped game at the time. So uh, it's it's basically like a kiosk version of Chrono Trigger. And I've seen mixed things. It was either sent out to stores or it was sent out to like magazine publishers for review or both. It's not the rarest thing in the world. I don't know why they were boxed. I don't know why the boxes still exist. It's one of those things that seems too common for what a kind of weird promotional item you would think it would be. But uh, I got one of those and uh, I like Chrono Trigger. I don't know. Probably not the biggest Chrono Trigger fan on the show. I don't have uh, a wall-sized perler art of Chrono <laughs> in his little camp. I, but, I uh, do like Chrono Trigger. I do like Chrono Trigger. And that means a lot coming from me who does nothing but on JRPGs. Johnny, what am I playing? I, I'm playing Stardew Valley. I'm playing uh, stupid multiplayer games for COVID with my friends. Uh, like like uh, Among Us. Guardic Phone. I played a little bit of Among Us. I can never get enough people to play Among Us. And I know our patrons want to play too. Uh, I do need to organize yeah, it's something. it's cool that you, you uh, threw something out there for the patrons and were like, yeah, sorry, I can't record the podcast. I'm playing games. Uh, yes, I, I had to postpone this podcast because my real life friends uh, were like, hey, you never hang out with us. That That's not I'm, not, I'm not the person who never hangs out. I'm always looking to hang out because um, I, I hate Yes, yeah, so especially when you like go to a convention with your two podcast co- uh, co-hosts and then you just like bail. Yeah. Bail. And then I went and I and yeah. then I went and hung out with my uh, my real life friends in Portland. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. always looking to hang out, guys. Yeah, always looking to hang out, but not with us, apparently, Stephanie. Uh, yeah, screw yep. you guys. Talk to you guys all the time. That's why I can postpone mm. you. Mm. And then I reached level 99 in fire making in old school RuneScape, guys. My first level 99 ever. And if Okay, you... so what does that actually mean? Yes, like, give, so give me if you context. don't know what that entails, that is 60 hours of clicking a log and then putting it into a fire. 60 hours looking at a screen... Clicking a log, right. putting it into the fire. I have pie. a question. Could you automate that? And if you can, why didn't you, you stupid, because stupid Because I would get banned for doing that. You, The achievement is that you spent that much of your life doing this. And to be clear, this is both the easiest level 99 to hit and the most useless. It's making a fire. There's no, There's nothing you could do by making a fire in the game. Having level 50 fire making versus level 99 fire making, you can make a fire. A thing in the game that you essentially don't need. You just go to a stove if you want to cook something. Um, <laughs> but I spent 60 hours of my life doing that, and I'm very excited. I like how you said, that's the accomplishment. Oh, yeah. As if that is an accomplishment and not a cry that's for how, help. That's how RuneScape that's works. Like, you see someone no. with high stats, you're like, there's no skill involved in RuneScape beyond like beating certain bosses. So you see someone with like high-level skills, it's like, wow, they spent 2,000 hours just grinding the same mindless task over and over. I'm impressed with that. Love Are RuneScape, you? guys. Uh, Johnny, tell us something uh, more interesting. Also, I got uh, a new old stock Superman on Famicom. It seemed like something to buy because of the current state of the world. Because it wasn't that expensive. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on and tell you what I bought. Yeah? Yeah. Tyler, you're going to be excited by this one. Are you ready? 
Stefan's not going to get it, but Tyler is going to be. Um, here we go. Tell here me. Go. Right. Tyler. Okay. I'm ready. Do you remember the last episode of the podcast we did and what our topic was? Light gun games. Yes. Do you I knew remember that. Th- do you remember the light gun game that I found on the show that I didn't know existed from the UK? Uh, no, maybe. Ghoul, Ghoul Panic, which is basically Halloween point blank. Oh, yeah. Ghoul Panic. Yeah, that game. And there was really a regular cool. one. Got that? There was a regular one and a big box one. Remember, I was like, I don't want to spend a hundred hundred and ninety dollars on some big box because that's ridiculous. Well, Tyler, I'm here to tell you, I got the big box. I did not spend $190 on it. I was going to tell us what you did spend on it, Johnny. I got it for $100. So I did did show out for it. um, But And it comes with the regular case version inside of it. So I I feel good about the whole package. I'm like, okay, I've got a representation of all of it. Uh, Cool. I feel good. It's not the best shaped box, but I'm, I'm happy to own it. I'm going to say uh, something really dumb, Johnny. You can't overpay for a horror game. They will always be in vogue. <laughs> yeah. I I, did, I I can't believe I didn't even know this thing existed. It, it was such a crossover between two things I loved. You'd think I would know about this. Yeah. I, I mean, I personally love like cutesy Halloween stuff. Like not like kids Game Boy Color games, but just like that Japanese, like that kind of kid Dracula. Uh, yeah. So this is this is also in my wheelhouse. I mean, you can get a regular ghoul panic without the gun for like 20 or 30 bucks. No big deal. But I got that, um, that I'm talking a little early because it's on its way, but I I didn't buy that much stuff, but that's one of the things I secured thing that actually came. And this is going to come as a shock. Tyler, I bought an Atari 2600 game. Whoa. What? Nice. I'm in. Yeah. Are you in? Uh, hold on. I'm trying to think of what you would have bought on the Atari 2600. Unless you bought like Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I didn't. Uh, the ones that were for sale recently that were card only were $800 each. So no, thank you. Fuck it. Nope. <laughs> um, it's it's definitely a Halloween game because you bought it, right? It's not. It oh, not. whoa. What did you buy, Johnny? Combat. I bought Combat. All wow. right. That's our show. I don't know where we have gone to in Collector's Quest. Johnny bought combat. You bought a, a gatefold combat, I'm guessing. I bought it. Yeah, I bought a gatefold combat. And I bought that because it is one of my earliest video game memories is playing combat. So I bought it because I have. Sure. I have memories of playing Haunted House, Jungle Hunt, Pitfall, and uh, Pitfall 2. And like a couple of adventure, I've got like five or six Atari games that like stick out in my memory and, and Crystal Caverns uh, that were like Atari games that I fully remember as a young, young child playing. So, but combat is one of the very earliest. So I figured I should have a representation of that memory. I've got all these other games that have no attachment to my memory. So why not combat? I, I remember the first time I ever played combat, like exactly where I was what I was doing exactly like the time of day, what it was like outside. I know everything about that moment. So I was like, you know, for something that is that clear a memory, I should own that game. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, goodbye. Well, l- let me just uh, clarify for our listeners that uh, the original nine Atari launch games, the first 1977 editions of those games were they came in a gatefold box, not a normal flip top box that you would see for most Atari games. 
Um, and we've brought it up on the show. The one you want is basic math because they're not super rare. They're, they they have a premium over the regular games, but basic math is the rare one of the launch titles because who would buy basic math? And as we all know, combat also a super rare game. That's uh, not a doorstop. Yeah. So make sure you go get combat. And, uh... <laughs> you heard it on collector's quest. Everybody run out and get a copy of combat. I was always mad as a kid that it was two player only because my dad would never play with me. You know, I used to just put in two player and then just shoot the other. I was fine just shooting the other tank. I did that too, but I I was probably older than you when I was playing this, so uh, I just really wanted someone to play combat with, and I never really had someone to, because my brother wasn't I, into I'm, old games. My dad did play with this, and my mom did too, and they were both very bad at it. Yeah, it's like and when uh, my grandma taught me to play Magic: The Gathering, and then within like twenty minutes, I was creaming her. You're creaming your grandma? <laughs> Johnny, well, let's move. Johnny, what else? Hi. Um, <laughs> I. That's definitely an after dark conversation. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Gross. Um, what else did I buy? Oh, yeah. I bought Scooby Doo, uh, two Scooby Doo games on the uh, GBA. One of them I kind of rebought. I, just, I had a really bad copy. And I bought a nicer copy of uh, Mystery Mayhem because this one had the poster. And I got uh, Cyber Chase with the poster as well. So, um, yeah, I think I have all the Scooby. Wow, couldn't talk there for a second. I think I have all the Scooby Doo games now on the GBA. So, hooray. All right. When are you going to when are you going to come over to the big box PC side, Johnny? Because I know you're I, like, you're just like, all right, let's get all the hard games. I could pick whatever I want. There's no pressure to complete a set. There's I told an infinite you send number. Me, send me cool ones and I'll buy them. That, uh, that's how the Halloween games go. The Halloween games, there's no guardrails. I could buy anything. I, I bought a Japanese virtual boy game. There's no rules. It, it says, hey, is this some Halloween junk? Sweet. Buy it. All right. All right, well, I'm going to go search for some and uh, send them to you later. I, I told you, like, tell me what it is, and if it's cool, then we'll get it. Like, I've got two Elvira games, you know, I've got, like, Nosferatu. I've got some weird PC stuff. I mean, I've got an Intellivision Scooby-Doo game. Like, what do you want from me? I got that Friday the 13th for the ZX Spectrum. That's pretty cool. It's got a red tape, right? I, or is that the Commodore one? Uh, the red blood, the little blood caps. Oh, is that what it had? The, All right, yeah. And then like for this year's Halloween, I told you I bought Nightmare on Elm Street for the Commodore 64. I think. I think so. Like got the really ugly box. It's great. Got what else you got, stuff Johnny? Ready. What are you playing? I, what am I playing? I didn't really play anything. It's it's uh, my wife's birthday week. So what Happy that means birthday. is... Yeah, her birthday was actually June 15th. So she started her birthday week on Sunday. And I know people are going to think that's stupid and ridiculous. All that means is like you get out of like chores and stuff and the other person picks up more of the load. So more time for herself, uh, more time me watching JD... You know, just doing extra little things, letting her pick whatever the meal is or vetoing something. Or if I'm getting shitty, she can just say birthday week and I have to shut my stupid mouth. Uh, it's just that kind of stuff. Just 
uh, you know, it's something we implemented a long time ago in our relationship. And it's nice because the tension is you could not adhere to it. But then that means if you don't, then when it comes to your birthday week, it won't be adhered to either. So the game is keeping the tension alive. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't into their birthday. Uh, I don't get that. I'm not saying you need to go crazy, but you get one day a year that's about you where people want to celebrate you just for being alive. And if you aren't willing to take that moment and just say thank you and kind of enjoy that, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just take a second and celebrate the things you can celebrate. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. So uh, saying happy birthday to people is one of like Piper's all time favorite things to do. She heard me say happy birthday came running in here and now is insisting that she be able to say happy birthday to Carly. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to put her on the mic for a second. Yeah. Go ahead. They're listening. Go do it. Piper. Okay. Happy birthday. Thank right. you. Thank there you so much. <laughs> All right. There. You got your wish. Uh, Johnny, I am one of Thank those you. people who usually does not care about their birthdays, and my birthday is in three weeks, so I will take your advice to heart, and I will, uh, I'll live like a king on my birthday, just for you. Just like, yeah, like, you don't need, like, people like think, oh, you gotta, everything's gotta be about, you know, no, just do a little something you like, or let, don't be shitty when people say happy birthday, or you're at work, and you're like, yeah, well, just another day, it's like. Man, I that is so sad. It's not just another day. It's the I live day. the saddest life, Johnny. Yeah. When I think of birthdays, I'm like, man, Earth moving around the sun. It's all relative. What does life even mean? <laughs> you would hate my yeah. opinion on birthdays. But yeah, but that none of that matters. It doesn't matter what the actuality of it is. That's the other thing. Whatever the reality or stupid, like the facts are, who cares? It's just a day where people are like get to say, you know what? I recognize that this is the day that you were born X amount of years ago. And I appreciate that you are here. So just take that and, you know, see like, yeah, this is that day for me. And I, I'm just going to, maybe you buy yourself sushi for lunch that day. Oh, and, or you spend a little bit more on, you know, you go get a beverage or something. I don't know. Do whatever you want. Just like, it doesn't need to be a huge celebration, but just take one second for yourself. Take a breath and be like, yeah, this is, this is the day people care about me because most days no one gives a shit about you. And even if people are doing it just as like a reflex, who cares? Most days you're not even going to get that from people. So take what you can get when, when it's about you and, uh, you know, people being happier around there. There's too many days where people are going to look at you and be annoyed by your presence. So, uh, take the one that you can get that people are happy about. I insist every day is about me. So, you know, well, Stefan, you are a special kind of guy where definitely uh, you are the gravity of your own solar system. We, we know Thank this you. about you. <laughs> I appreciate that. No. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Johnny, Anyways. let's end this show. No, let's. It's I'm been gonna, like, very I'm, long. I, I'm going to soapbox more. What else? Can I, anybody else want me to soapbox about anything? That's our nope. show. You can find Any, me. Default anybody else got a topic? That's default Jen, J-E-N. Johnny's Johnny underscore Ayuchi and uh, Stefan's Art of Nintendo Power uh, brand convergence across everything. Art of Archon MP. Turtle is yeah. no more, or Archon 1981 even. Yeah, is, is, is no more. Yeah, uh, Instagram. I, I I'm said on the show. Yep, Art of Nintendo Power with uh, underscores, just because that was what it was easy for me to get at the time. 
but then uh, Twitter is art. Of, you know, just just Google Art of Nintendo Power and I'll come up. It's good. It's all good. Yep. It's fine. This is the most I've ever forced an end to the show, Johnny. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah. So I was thinking recently about the unemployment problem in America and what a lot of these token business solutions have been. Okay, bye! That is our show. Thank you to the patrons, and oh my god, there's more of you every week. Might need to go faster. Richard, patron number one, Bowden. Canadian Variant Alert, Chris Glidden. The Willennium, Will Joe. Nintendo World Champion, Daniel Jaxvik. High-end collector, Andrew Brim. 50 Hertz is good enough for me, Andre. What a 9.8A++, Benji. Brian Gupta and Pocky and Rocky with Becky. Mint Condition, Brian J. Mora. Sophisticated Investor, Cart Mageddon. Fat Cat Collector, Chris Jackson. Chris SNK, Too Many NES Accessories, Rosek. Johnny's GBA Hookup, Coffee with Mr. Saturn. Playing with Power, Connor Strange. The last game you need for the set, Corey O'Brien. Unpunched Hangtab, Dustin Beagle. Man of Nintendo in the world of Nintendo, Funky Brewsta. The actual Shinobi, just Sonic the Kid. Jeff the Game Boy Ferris. Lance Lord Hardstyle Z. The Degenerate Matt Fall. Funko Land employee, Platform Agnostic. At the Game Shark. The Famicom Box Retro Game Enthusiast. Sean the Gamer Collective. Previously unknown variant, Tim Walker. Can't put limits on collecting, VG Collectaholic. Keeper of the Zelda variant, 0x Def Code. Getting the full PS2 set because Stefan won't. All caps. The official seal of quality, Andy Jill Selector. The actually rare Bird Dog Gaming. Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode. The strictly rare. <laughs> the strictly limited super rare Bruno. Still finding deals in 2021. Colton Murphy. David Green. He's got that on vinyl. Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show. Don Libby, the hero of time. Jeremy Jarvis, here for the Pog Talk. Jim Jacobs, world record holder of best collection. Red Pyramid Thing, Jonathan Shados. Video game art collector, because video games are art. Justin Chichio. Lateral Movement, who's got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. If anyone wants to see a Donkey Kong kill screen. Michael, post it in the Discord right now. Chiara Monti, Nick, the video game database Morgan. The other guy who collects Korean releases. Peaceful Games, The Promoter, Retro RPG Podcast, Tex, who collects for Jaguar, Tom, Obscure Variant Chaser Chase, Zaventorian, he knows all 97 Nintendo games, Andrew, actually collecting N-Gage, oh, B-Nugs, B-Nugs, Corhagen does what Nintendo don't, Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon, the Xbox Authority, Danny Gomez, the Philatelist, Dork Overlord, My Childhood PlayStation Idol, Game-Rave.com, Joe Actually Plays His Games Champ Pity, Joseph Rogers Got 50,000 on Double Dragon, Homebrew Mastermind, Nick Ryan, and Sean the Video Game Illuminati LaCroix. Thank you guys so much.